0: Cats and dogs living together, it's mass hysteria in the gaming industry this week. I'm your host, Moonlight150, and we'd like to thank you for giving a slice of your time to A Slice of Gaming podcast. Be sure to tune in on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Radio Public, and Audible. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at A Slice of Gaming. It's a bit of a hectic one this week. Uh... I think if, if you're following the gaming news, you know all about what's going on with Xbox, PlayStation, and all that. And somehow a Nintendo Direct rumor is also flowing around out there if you're paying attention. Uh, so to make sense of all of this, we got our cohorts for this week. Uh, spending too much time in the Cabaret Club, it's Bench.
1: Listen, I don't have even unlocked that mini game yet. But yeah, I'm
0: here. Uh, ready to announce the first quintuple-A game, it's Wolf.
2: Why'd you have to give me the fucking Skull and Bones
0: headline? Because <laughs> you're the one who brought it up and brought it to the dock. Fair, fair. Uh, planning his exodus from this very podcast, it's Fusion. Whoa, I like that one. Jim Ryan, unite here. We're fans of Jim. Hey,
2: wait, you like it? Sorry. Are you leaving it, Fusion?
3: <laughs> no. He just like, he used Exodus, cool game coming up. You know, I know, okay.
0: Yeah, which is why I'm saying we didn't include it in the dock, because I'm like, no, now it's not even relevant. I'll bring it up. The All way. right and your reigning plastic box defender, it's Bob. Okay,
4: well, wow. <laughs> M-Dog was supposed to be here tonight, but unfortunately he could not make it, uh, so I'm taking his place tonight. I you better hope he doesn't him. see this and post this on Twitter, man. Right? All right, I'm about to have beef flame Tim us to dog God, no, that, yeah. that's a
1: good, no, he's got like 70,000 followers. We need this. This is yeah. our time. <laughs> we yeah, need uh, to so try to no, get him on. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, if he knew if he knew Miles when he only had seven followers, he must be familiar with you guys, because clearly that's his M.O. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So a lot to get to. Uh, so we're going to try to blow through as many of these as we can. We're going to try not to do a long one for this one. That's going to be like our goal now. We've been kind of going over a lot recently. We're going to try to get better. Famous last words. Famous last words before four a hour podcast. Anyway, let's move on with Wolf.
2: Yeah, so before anything, um, I wanted to ask the panel, hey guys, is Helldivers 2 a PlayStation game? I just want to ask that to oh you guys. Oh god, here yeah. we go. Yeah.
0: It's already starting.
2: <laughs>
0: it yeah. be is it be a PlayStation
2: a game, PlayStation.
0: Pop? It's a PlayStation produced game. It is a... So it sounds like a PlayStation game. Yeah. Wait, anyway, wait, is it even produced? Hang on, hang on. Hoops oh wait, I meant to say distributed. I meant to say distributed, not produced. Who's yeah. publishing
2: PlayStation
4: it? PlayStation publishes the game
2: yep what do you know it's a playstation game let's I'm, take a boys.
4: Not... hey in order for this to not be a four-hour podcast fine go for it it's a playstation <laughs> we game. Got
2: we got him we got him we got him let's go do right, you know what's also a playstation thing. game indiana jones and moving into that topic let's talk all about the big uh discussion point as everyone's been like kind of going crazy tim Dog, Clo Brill, I don't know, some other Xbox dudes. They're going insane about all these Xbox rumors. We should talk about it. That's why we got Bob here, because he's the expert. Um
0: You know, it's <laughs> times like Bob. these I'm really glad we record on Fridays. Seriously. For sure,
2: for sure. <laughs> First, I wanted to bring up uh kind of the thing the catalyst to all the insanity was um Starfield is reportedly coming to PS5 along with other Xbox exclusive. Andy Robinson has this that's according to Xbox Era, which cites anonymous sources who claim that the Bethesda RPG is being planned for release on the Sony's console, alongside previously rumored Hi-Fi Russian Sea of Thieves sports. According to the publication sources, Microsoft is planning to release Starfield for PlayStation 5 after the game's planned shattered space expansion. It's claimed Microsoft has made additional investment to PlayStation 5 dev kits to support the development efforts. VGC has asked Microsoft for comment on this report. Update, Bethesda's upcoming Indiana Jones game could be another first-party Xbox title released to PlayStation 5, according to The Verge sources. According to the publication, Bethesda is considering bringing Indiana Jones and the Great Circle to PS5 following its announcement for Xbox and PC last month. Um, and then we also had, uh, a little later, was... This was on, happened on Monday. Tom Ivan of BGC has this one. Microsoft is reportedly bringing Gears of War to PlayStation. That's according to Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb, for the show, who is elaborating on a recent claims that Microsoft is working on a new initiative to release more Xbox-exclusive game on other plat- console platforms. Over the weekend, it was claimed that Bethesda Starfield and its upcoming Indiana Jones and the Grey Circle could be released for PS5, in addition to previously rumored Hi-Fi Russian and Sea of Thieves ports. Um, Quote, the other one that I've heard that's definitely under consideration, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but it's in its talks, is Gears of War. Grip said on Monday, Gears of War is being considered for this. Um, And then another thing, next Halo title will be available, quote, for all players on all platforms. This comes from Muhammad Ali Bari over at Twisted Voxel. The next entry in Xbox Game Studios and 343 Industries Halo series will be available, quote, for all players on all platforms. According to a job listing for the position of lead game systems designer at 343 Industries, the next entry in the Halo series will be available for all players on all platforms. The listing states that the new recruit will set clear design goals and deliverables, focusing the systems design team on achieving a high quality, cohesive experience for all players on all platforms. Now, we do have two uh, updates. Uh, Nate the Hate, he was kind of the one who's kind of said, like, the report is accurate about Starfield, it will land on PlayStation. But just recently, actually today, he just tweeted out, over the course of the week, I've rechecked the info mentioned below, and the information suggesting Starfield was PS5 bound is false. I will not delete the tweet. I'll own the mistake. Um, he Now, I should specify, this is Nate's sources, Xbox era. I haven't heard many uh, things on that regard. I don't know if you guys have, but I'll ask you in just a minute. And then finally, Phil Spencer, big man on campus, made a tweet. We're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business event for the next week. What well, we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. Now, I talked a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know I talked a lot about all things Xbox. I do want to just go down the panel real quick. What is just our initial thoughts and current thoughts about this whole situation regarding Xbox third party? There was a lot of freakouts online about Xbox is going third party, the box is gone crazy news stories before even really official comment from anyone um i think i want to hear Bob first since you are the correspondent Uh.
4: um yeah thank you thank you wolf for breaking that all down um it's yeah so initial reaction uh it was funny sunday last sunday when this all started to really like dogpile and avalanche out of control um I was out like tubing, <laughs> just on a mountain. Like I was, I having, having a great time, and I just come back, and it's like the world's on fire. I'm like, what is going on? Um, you were living a normal life, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't have opened Twitter that day, uh, but <laughs> I, it's it's weird. It's this is such a a weird topic to dive into because it is all rumor and speculation for the most part, and there's such a wide spectrum here of, like, what we're really talking about. I think we, I think we can all agree for sure, Hi-Fi Rush, because you didn't even talk about that, because that was kind of the, like, that was really the first, like, rumors of, like, Hi-Fi Rush and Sea yeah, of Thieves. that was a few weeks ago. Right, right. And, and like, that was, like, the first talk. And then, obviously, once the Starfield thing came out, it's, like, all of a sudden, the, you know, the powder keg went off. Um, So, I think going from, because I don't want to say best case or worst case scenario. I think it's more like least impactful to most impactful. Hi-Fi Russians and Sea of Thieves being on the least impactful. Um, and like, I don't know, I would say I, I'd go back and forth, but I think like Halo and Indiana Jones being like most impactful. Um, there's there's so many things to to kind of detail in there, but like high level, it's just like it's weird, man. Uh, it is it is a weird strategy, um, a very non-traditional strategy. I don't know how much faith I have in it. I think it's very easy to take this information and start playing out scenarios in your head and you start running farther and farther down this like hypothetical and you're like, yeah, I could see how people think Xbox is dead just from like this one, you know, kind of rumor. Because it's like, well, if this happens, then this happens. If that happens, then that happens, and you start, you know, it starts snowballing in your head. But um, obviously, we we kind of mentioned it through the hindsight of the week, we've gotten a little bit more clarification and maybe a, just a smidge more pushback. And and that's the thing; we still don't know what's going on. As of the time of this recording, Phil Spencer has not had or Xbox Microsoft has not had their state of the union whatever meeting so I still don't know exactly what to think but um I guess if let's just say everything is true let's just say it's all true uh, that's that's weird like that I don't I don't think the pursuit of individual game sales is going to work out the th- the way they think it is, because in the in the chase of doing so, I think you're leaving behind what makes your brand your brand. Um, now, granted, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to come off and be like, oh, these exclusives should stay exclusive. I mean, exclusive are still dumb, but, like, at the same time, they have always, it's always been established as kind of a necessary evil. So, um Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had an Xbox since, what, 2003? And in some shape or form, and I've only had an Xbox until, like, 20... Well, I had some Nintendo stuff, but I was mostly having an Xbox until probably, like, 2018 when I really got into my Switch, so... um, Now, I don't really... Like, at the end of the day, I also don't really care, because I have everything, so it doesn't matter, but um, it is still a growing up as an xbox fan it is like a weird position to be in
2: you're not gonna sell your xbox (laughs) uh
4: well it is on fire it's in my dumpster (laughs) um i think uh i i messaged p3 on xbox and tell told him some mean vulgarities um so yeah i think i'm covered
2: you guys you guys are friends you know obviously (laughs) fusion how about you you're kind of like the xbox um no, I was gonna say
3: critic. I
2: was gonna say okay. critic. the okay. Xbox killer.
3: Some would say. Oh, it's your favorite. I sold my Xbox eight months ago, so I knew this was coming. Just put that. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh my god, Pro's a fucking okay. prophet.
3: I knew know that was coming, but um, yeah, a lot of what Bob said, but it's just, I my my biggest concern are the people, especially the people with jobs in the industry who are like this isn't a bigger deal than it needs to be because like um people can like more less exclusives is better for everyone but for me personally it's the people that have their entire ecosystem on the xbox and they put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on the system and to be in the xbox ecosystem for years i mean for like five to six years phil spencer every single year talks about finally getting xbox exclusives for these fans Like, he was the same guy that five years ago stood on the E3 stage and introduced six new first-party studios and was like, we hear you, Xbox fans, like, we're bringing Xbox-only games to our system. Like, this is what you've been wanting. That was five years ago, out of E3 on the stage. It seems like every year, all these acquisitions, everything has led to, like, Xbox finally having the exclusive front. And it seems really weird that in the last recent weeks, it's been like, there could be an entire pivot, and they're just giving completely up. Like we've seen Phil Spencer say they can't win the console war. They, he's admitted it. He lost it last year after the Redfall thing. But there's still a difference from like admitting and just being in third place and completely giving up on like the quote-unquote console war or the console space. Like you weren't ever going to get first place. Sure, maybe never reach the second place. But like at least you could still be in your own place in that third place and still have like the exclusive that people want to play on your box. And I'm sure. None of this will matter next week, and Phil Sprinter will come out, and like this will all be smoke. And like, I'm sure Hi Fi Rush and some other games come over. They don't, you don't get an Xbox for Hi Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves, so that's fine. I'm like, it's once Starfield comes into play, and the Hellblades and Halo. I mean, Halo, watch with your console, your very first console. Like, this is your baby. This is the Halo. This is the Microsoft mascot. It would be if like Stoney was just like, Nathan Drake, go over there, man. Just like go, Kratos, head over there. Like, just go over there. Like, it just—it doesn't make sense. And I understand they're different. They're different companies with different goals, and they're fighting different battles. Xbox has been very like the Xbox. We don't care much about the Xbox hardware because we're so much about software, and we want Game Pass everywhere, and this and this and that. So they're different. They're different goals for each of these companies. It just seems like I understand. There's definitely a lot of fans overreacting on twitter like no one should be getting death threats no one should be like getting cursed and like doing all this stuff but there's like you still can't get mad at these players who for years and years and years have committed their life to the xbox brand and throw money at xbox and xbox has said over and over again you're getting this stuff where we hear you we're getting this stuff and then all of a sudden at the very end where it feels like xbox finally can turn the page like they have all the studios now they have Bethesda, they have Activision, they have all these studios they've acquired where they're like, finally Xbox is going to get multiple games a year exclusive on my box. And then there's rumors that no, actually, like all all this work we've been doing for years might, like it's still working, it's still gonna be awesome if it was multi but for like the Xbox only fans, it's like, why do I have the Xbox now? When I could have bought a PlayStation 5, played the PlayStation only games because Sony's not going to do this, and then still get my Xbox quote unquote exclusives because they're not exclusive anymore. That that's where I come from. It. I think it's all just weird. And I think today the the hate stuff where like he said like now he's like going back on it. Sure, like that could be right, but it's weird that they were so adamant all week, and it's weird that even like sure Jeff Grubb didn't confirm. He said he's just heard like rumors, blah blah. It's weird that all this for like the last week has been like this felt like a surefire thing. And now people are like, because of one tweet from Nate the Hate saying he's going back on it, like all of a sudden it's not happening. This could still very well happen next week.
2: Yeah, no, I mean it all comes down to what happens next week and how quickly our podcast becomes outdated. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I mean, it really just comes down to it's like there were so many different reports, but if you look, it, it really was just like, oh, I heard about this, and like the Halo thing, like oh, all platforms again, like this is just one designer. It's so muddled right now. Uh, I do have a theory about why this is happening now, but before I get into that, I do want to hear from Bench and Moon. Bench, you go quick.
1: Yeah, I I think this, no matter how you look at it, is not a great look for Xbox. Xbox has always been, I guess, the people's brand, kind of. I think you could describe it as. They've always played to the consumer more than Sony and Nintendo. And I mean, I think people rightfully so have a feeling to kind of feel backstabbed, Sure, I, you don't have to have a super attachment to a box, but also like, yeah, you've invested time and money into Xbox. And I can't say that after this news comes out that I'm like, if a thing's third party on PlayStation and Xbox, maybe I'll just get it on PlayStation because I don't know the future of Xbox. I can't say that's definitely a thought, not a thought running through my head. So, I mean, I do think whether it's just Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves... And Or if it's just everything. I think they are both leading to a future where, like, hi, say Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves come on. You can't say that that couldn't lead to the Starfields coming on. Because because no, no matter what, it's them putting stuff on PlayStation is going to earn them a lot of money. These games are good games to some like degree, and people will buy them. So, I mean, you put Starfield on PlayStation, it's going to sell a couple million copies alone. Not I do Not a lot think,
2: more than that. Bethesda games are
1: popular. So, I don't think... I think... I mean, they kind of admitted defeat. Maybe. I mean... Also, I do think Microsoft really hurt themselves. Phil sent out a cryptic tweet, and that's it. And if Starfield isn't coming, like, why not just say that? Like, I think they could have avoided a whole lot of trouble if they came out and said something of note. Which I do think is... I mean, Xbox is always kind of stubbed their own toes or whatever I guess and I guess this is nothing new and I guess you can say it's because the leakers are at fault but that happens with every company and you do have to respond and not just send out a like a very corporate tweet from Phil which was kind of weird I think so...
4: r- real quick to push back on that just a little bit I mean you're right, Xbox has historically had awful communication Um, they very rarely get it right But I do think that if this really, even if it is just uh, Hi-Fi Rush and CF Thieves, like, I don't think you rush something out unless you are 100% sure. Because I think... Uh, and, and Wolf, I don't know if this goes into your theory or not, but it's, like, I think this stuff leaked because there is, like, an internal battle going on right now at Xbox and Microsoft, and uh, people don't... My theory... Yeah, it's, like, I think this got out, they because they said it was spring. We're not in spring. We're still in winter, no matter what Puxatani Phil says. Uh, and it's, like... I think they were planning on doing this way later. And if they're leaking so much that they had to push that timeline up, you can't just rush out a message if it's not like the correct message. Cause that's gonna be, you can't really, like, once you make your like big statement, you can't go. I mean, you can, but like, it's gonna look even worse if you backtrack after like a week or or two weeks. So I think having that extra week to say something, sure, could they have gone a little more ahead of it? Yeah, but like, I think they got to really make sure they get this State of the Union. That's why I just keep calling it, like, right. And uh, unfortunately that means we got to wait another week.
1: Yeah, I do think it's going to be very interesting how this plays out. Because I don't think... Can the Xbox brand, like, regain trust? Because, I mean, last year they had some good releases, but it was also a rough year for them. I don't think they've had...
2: uh, Before we continue into that, I do want to hear Moonstuds. He's been quiet
0: just well first before i get to my other thoughts i kind of building off of what bob was saying regarding why hasn't xbox done any said anything and why is phil's tweet so corporate it's because lawyers are breathing down their necks and like bob said they, like you have to you can't say one thing like phil say oh yeah don't worry it's only hi-fi russian CFTs, don't worry about starfield and all that it's like no you can't just say that and then you know two months later it's like okay yeah starfield's coming you can't just say stuff like that out of the blue just because Twitter is getting angry. So, I'm like Bob was saying, it's most likely they were planning this like message of Xbox, uh, of what their plans were going to be. And then all of this started happening. So, they're pushing it up as soon as they possibly can. There probably is a lot of lawyer red tape and whatnot going on because they're still trying to sort out Activision purchase and all that. So, they're knee deep in legal, uh, legal yeah. disputes and all that. Um, My thoughts on the whole situation though, it's just, this is the personification of the internet taking one thing and just running rampant with it. Because as you can say, the only thing that has really any credence is Hi-Fi Rush was dead in mind to have some t-shirts that that indicate or are pointing to a Switch port and a PlayStation port. I don't know anything about Sea of Thieves, but I'm assuming that's kind of similar. There's gonna be, there's some platform exclusive content. Everything else just kind of spun off of that. It's like I heard this, and as now I'm hearing from you guys, the whole there's some possibly some conflict going on in Xbox, and when that happens, shit starts to leak. So it just sounds like everything is on fire, and Phil's just kind of you know that GIFs like nothing to see here. Phil's just trying to make sure everything's copacetic, but things things are leaking out. Um, but in terms of personal feelings, like I've been an Xbox person since the 360 days, uh, and. I think I granted I don't get brand attachment that much. Like I like Xbox, but that's because I like the idea of Game Pass. I like the asymmetrical controller that they have as their default. Uh, but that's about it. That's where my that's where my loyalty lies. Like if PlayStation were to have their own Game Pass, like they boot up extra to make it more like Game Pass with day ones and all that, and they offer me a asymmetrical controller, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go play PlayStation. <laughs> I'm it's that, like I'm not that easy. a
2: big deal. You would Bob. Keep talking about this. Yeah, I'm staying A7 silent control. for the four hour time. <laughs> like, all <It there>, right, <laughs> you I, okay? Okay, I played on PlayStation my whole life, switch to Xbox controller, feels the exact same. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm with Wolf, but I think butter. that's why. Like, but I so
0: that was just the jab, just but staying stay away for four hours. I do just have, just but, just but he, I think, I think there is also here's my tinfoil hat if there if this is real that maybe it's not all happening all at once like maybe just steadily yeah it's hi-fi rush and see if these this year but it's Starfield in like two three years from now it's like every year we get like two or three xbox games thrown on a multi-platform i think there is just that possibility that maybe microsoft has accepted that they're never going to be a console leader or anything like that yeah and they are slowly going to be the they want to be just a software developer, and that's always something I've always had in the back of my mind. Is that Xbox hardware wise is only going to last maybe another generation or two, I mean, because by then technology is going to advance so far that we're all we're going to have are like sticks that play our games in 8K and all that or whatever, and those things are just going to plug into the side of our TV, or it's going or the tech is just going to be built into the TVs. So I think like it, uh, let me just get to my conspiracy theory part. I think this could be, if it is true, that they are just slowly just going to start releasing a couple games every year on multi-platform, and eventually it's like, yeah, you have the Xbox brand, and that's where you're going to play these games that they're making first party for, like, the first couple years. And then a couple years later, it goes on other platforms, kind of like how PC is with PlayStation games now. I think I think at some point they see this... they They see the future where hardware is going to run out and they obviously being in third place now isn't going to help when consoles are going to be dying off because everything's going to be a streaming service. Everything's, etc. going to be like that. Everything's going to be digital. So I think it's more of them admitting defeat in a way of maybe they're getting ahead of the curve of what they feel the future is going to be like. Because they're it's Microsoft. They're also one of the heads in PC. So they could just see this as, Slowly migrating Xbox to being an all digital platform, as well as they focusing all on Game Pass and becoming slowly less hardware, just becoming a giant software developer. And they just want to get everything out on Game Pass and then eventually throw it on other consoles for some extra bucks. That's just what that's my tinfoil hat theory. I
1: don't really think this is Microsoft future planning or whatever. I think Xbox is not making the money that it's supposed to be making. I think. Game Pass has hit a stalemate, I think. I mean, PS5 is two to one to Xbox. Like, Xbox Series X has only sold 25 million units, I think. 27. Twenty seven. Like, that's not a big success. And if Starfield can't get Game Pass and sell Xbox units, like, what can? So I think that's a big thing they're wrestling with is, like, how do we make Xbox profitable at all, because I uh, maybe I, they're kind of profitable, or they're running the kind of what I'm red? saying
0: is, they know they're the loser in the hardware race, and they know they can just make money off of software. It's so like, yeah, they'll have the exclusivity of their first-party games, and then they want to sell it later for more money to the other platforms. But, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, okay, go on, I forgot the other Wolf but coin yeah, I, was gonna
4: make. So, well, I was Yeah, I was going to say, because I think me and Wolf are about to say the same exact thing, and Wolf's been waiting to so go for it.
2: Yeah, so basically, the the uh, first off, my thoughts on this whole thing is I do think we've been kind of going a little crazy on Twitter. Obviously, Twitter's not a real place. Don't think of it as a real place. You got people selling their Xboxes and shit when there hasn't been an official word. I'd say just wait for an official comment to really make any lasting judgments. I totally understand the frustration from Xbox fans in this situation because you're saying, it's like, hey, we finally got exclusive. We got Activision Blizzard. Now we can get some. Oh, Never buy. They're all going to PlayStation now. And it's just comes off as like a, obviously a betrayal, but also it's like, this is a multi-billion dollar corporation. I don't think we should ever expect these corporations to act as our friends. And I I'm struggling with the idea of like how deep this will go. If it means everything will go. My current theory is that it's just going to be like a year of exclusivity for Xbox. But I do think Xbox almost kind of shot themselves in the foot with the game pass thing of like, Oh, are like our new games they come on Game Pass day 1. I almost feel like they regret that and wish they said, you know, maybe it should have been like a 6 month deal and then they eventually come to Game Pass because we are not going to get the sales to allow us to sustain the box and the brand, the company in the eyes of Microsoft. Now what I do want to talk about with my theory is this very much is an internal struggle. I think Phil and Sarah Bond and Matt Booty friend of the show. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) uh, They clearly want Xbox, the box to succeed. They very much with the language they make about exclusivity, that brand new games for Xbox players. They want that. Microsoft Satya Nadella. He doesn't care about that. He wants profit. He wants sales. He wants to see the Xbox brand succeed. Microsoft is a software company. You do not buy a Mm -hmm. windows computer. You buy windows software. You buy the software and you run it on Dell, HP, all that shit. So my theory is that Satya Nadella and Phil and, like, Xbox and Microsoft basically have this clash where if you look at, like, a lot of Satya's um, comments, he states he does not like exclusivity. He wants it to be able to be available for everyone so that he can get as many sales as possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at, like, comments from like other big microsoft bigwigs they clearly do not like the idea of an exclusivity like they want to try to get it on all consoles to get as many sales as possible so i feel like it was an internal struggle for months and microsoft won out because now what happened is that xbox they recently rose to be like microsoft's third yeah, most profitable they, they ain't uh, company anymore they're like a yeah, small they're, side
1: thing they're exactly like, and
2: yeah they're one of the mainstays of microsoft's business and because of that Satya is going to have a much bigger hand into everything and he clearly what he wants is for the games to come to other platforms so he can maximize sales and profits as much as I I feel that the Xbox team that Phil doesn't want that he wants the Xbox box to have its brand and identity I think Satya won the battle this is all theories because obviously we'll know for sure in this next week but that's kind of my current viewpoint of
0: the situation I remembered my other point before we let Ben speak. <laughs> they, uh, The other point was why I think they might just, what I was saying, they might just slowly move everything future-proofing to a more streaming software developer is because they have admitted before Game Pass exclusivity deals, at least with third-party ones, and getting a bunch of games and a bunch of other things, Game Pass is losing them money. They haven't reached the numbers to where it's profitable because they keep spending more than they're making. And they've already said multiple times that they are losing money on Xbox hardware. Like how much it costs to make, I guess, or whatever is whatever they're selling at their price point isn't covering it. So they lose money on every Xbox sold. So the fact that their streaming service or I mean their game service or whatever they want to call it and their hardware is not both at the profitable range. It makes sense that maybe they're looking at a future of just like, let's just get everything digital. At least with game Pass, you could possibly get closer to that than, always being third in the console race and you're losing money on every Xbox sale. Anyway, move on. I
2: do think, yeah, they very clearly want to go all digital. Uh, that's just my quick point. Yeah. It's like, they, you look at everything, it's like, they, 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 they don't care anymore. <laughs> I've accepted that. Uh, I do,
1: yeah. I do think um, it's interesting to think about how this will have ramifications on Microsoft third-party partnerships. Because are you going to start a game that takes five years to develop not knowing the future of Xbox. Like, I think that's something to think about. Microsoft and Sony come to someone with like money and stuff and say, Hey, I want this on PlayStation or Xbox. You know, Sony's going to stick around, but you don't know about Microsoft.
0: So I think that's, I don't think Microsoft is going anywhere. It's just, you got to, these companies have to accept that you're not getting a physical, most likely not getting a physical release on Xbox. And, I think people, at least these small indie companies, are probably still going to be okay with Game Pass because they're going to get a stack of money from Microsoft saying, hey, we want your new game day one on our Game Pass. Right. And it's going to get a lot more exposure than Which... they than just releasing your uh, indie game onto the store like normal. Now, I'm talking more like indies now, maybe the AA and AAA people, like Back for Blood when yeah, that was that, day yeah. one. That might be different, sure. But I think the right. indies will still go for the Game Pass bag.
1: I'm not even well, that, really talking here's... about Game Pass. I'm talking about Xbox as a whole. Is it worth making a game for Xbox? Like, that's going to yeah, be a long still going to be a
0: service. Even if Xbox Series X is the, to, to be the last console, there's still going to be a Game Pass or something. There's still going to be the company there are still giving out software to people who buy it. So there's still going to be a service. There might not be a box, but there's still going to be a service to put games on.
2: I think I think what Bench is alluding to is like, is it worth putting games on Xbox and not Game Pass for like the small indies? I and mean, I feel like this is always a question for a while because like, I feel like most Xbox players don't buy games; they buy Game Pass. Which I mean, I'm not like faulting them for it because that's kind of just the best deal yeah. <laughs> to go for. They they've kind of
4: like not to say they
2: brainwash them; that's too strong of a word. But they
4: that's kind of what they've reinforced. They They're... trained
2: their audience.
4: Yeah, and I I think that's a fair thing to say because, yeah, I'm definitely, like, I can't remember the last, like, first-party Xbox game I bought because it's all on uh, Game Pass. So, yeah, I totally, that's totally fair. Uh, I do want to say, though, real quick, um, I think, uh, I understand where Bench is coming from. I think it's a little too cynical because we've kind of talked about where it's like, okay, Xbox is clearly third in the race and it doesn't really matter what they're doing. They are still third. And at the end of the day, the, the best things that Microsoft has done throughout their existence is the same thing. Uh, Microsoft has done their entire time. They are service based, right? So you think about how they pioneered Xbox live and console internet Console online multiplayer, how they innovated with achievements, how they innovated with um, Game Pass. That's always been like, you know, as an Xbox fan, games, not really their greatest strength. It's really always been these services. And so that's why, you know, when you are in third place, I mean, granted, that's how Game Pass came up, right? Is that they were in a, I think, even worse spot before. Uh, during the Xbox One generation, they needed something to start to turn around the ship. And granted, uh, that was the other thing. I I think I mean, and Phil even said it under oath that Xbox is profitable. I believe that, but I think when um, going back to Wolf's point, like Microsoft and their shareholders looking at that, and know. now it's it's taking such Probably a enough. what.
2: I don't it's it's not enough for correct. you. correct, yes, uh, please uh, let me
4: talk uh sorry, um I think you you look at that and the shareholders always want more, especially now that you're bringing on Activision Blizzard, it's like it's always it's always more, and now it's like, oh, we need to sell out to start really changing things, and I think it's it's kind of uh it, we're in a weird spot, but like at the same time, like Microsoft or xbox like they. I don't think they're going anywhere, but I think they're trying to do something to radically move the needle because they know they can't compete with Sony. Um, so it, it's kind of, it, it's in a weird spot, again, where it's like, I mean, Bench could be right, Moon could be right, where it's like, but we just don't really know, and that's why it's, it's. I mean, it's fun to speculate this stuff, but I'm, I'm hoping that Phil kind of uh, uh, sets it, lays it out a little bit more next week
1: yeah they need to be very clear. They but another thing is, I do think they got to throw a bone to the Xbox only audience next week. They can't just come out with third party news. So is there anything you think they show Activision Blizzard, game pass drops
2: hardware? I think that that would be the best thing is just show some like game pass drops for like the Activision Blizzard like back catalog, which is what I've been wanting. That's what I want. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just tough to really like predict fully i i don't it's just it's a tough situation because like did, what or what are we expecting out of this press conference is it going to be like a video? Is that an xbox wire post like what are they doing here
1: i think it's both i think they're going to try and make the line as clear as possible because they don't want people like speculating all the time
2: like they have been this week do they say case by case yeah. <laughs> probably
0: uh, uh, most, most the likely, stupid
2: word. <laughs> they say case by case all the time, and it's just like I want a clear definition like, what am I getting here? With this was probably game? like
0: a smaller thing, and originally, and but because of how much it blew up, now it's become a bigger deal. And now they probably are probably Phil's probably recorded a video that's being edited right now talking about I, everything.
4: I, I almost feel like it's not gonna be like I think this is the real litmus test if it's Phil then I don't think it's going to be, you know, as bad. But it's like, it could very well be Satya. Or, oh, yes. like, someone, <laughs> just... someone from Microsoft, where it's like, that, I feel, if that happens, get, you know, start ringing the bells. Because I think that's how you know that whatever internal strife is going on, because there's gotta it. be, then that's not good. That Microsoft's just like, no, nope, we're taking this over.
1: If they do that, does Xbox leadership leave?
2: No. Yeah, no. I think I think you will see maybe a couple. I can I see Phil leave. Phil is already Phil
1: near Link. the end of his career, and this would be <laughs> some career.
2: He I, says. I, I, I
1: think. I at, at, I personally think after the end of this generation, and Phil would have gotten Game Pass like, oh, kind of on seen. its feet, off its he's feet. He's like late fifties, I think. Yeah, Phil is at that
3: he's fifty-six.
1: I'd...
0: Okay. Oh.
5: So I think he's not.
0: It's
3: like ten years until retirement.
0: We still got another like five years of this generation at least. I guess it makes sense. Rumor is twenty twenty
3: six. That's my tinfoil hat theory, by the way. You, I, Uh, I do think there's internal struggles, and maybe I'm way down in the rabbit hole. But I think, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy when I say it because it is a conspiracy theory. But like, there's a chance Bill Spencer was like, "I'm going to leak this." Like he was hearing from up top, his (laughs) Microsoft execs above him, and he's just like what are we doing here? Like, this is crazy talk. How do I get ahead of this? Or like, how do I put this out there? And Phil Sp- Maybe not Phil Spencer himself, but someone very well high up in Xbox could have put some information out there to see yeah. like, because they knew like Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, they would know the exact thing we're getting on Twitter right now is exactly what Phil Spencer would like think of if this news came out. Like Phil Spencer would know how Twitter would act. So like if they somehow on the Xbox side were like, okay, Microsoft wants to go this whole third-party thing. We've been working so hard to build the Xbox brand and get it in this one direction, and we've been doing the exclusives, like we're getting there. And now Microsoft's pivoting, like the ex- like the people above us are pivoting last second. And like, I could see someone on the Xbox side higher up, maybe not Phil, because that's extreme temporal hat theory, but like someone there on that side being like, "Hey, let's put this out there. Let's just straw man hat strawman have it." So like, it can. It can get out there so you can be like, you can look, as Phil Spritzer, you can now go to Microsoft and be like, hey, look what's happening. Like, look at Twitter. Look at the news. Look, None of this is positive for us. Like, could have, like like I said, it's very tinfoil hat, but like, I don't think it's against, like, I don't I think, think there's a percent. N- minus 0%, you know what I mean? We do,
1: wasn't an article quoted saying it's like a hotly debated thing between like executives? Like, this isn't something someone out of studio is going to know, I don't think. This is like a, high-up Microsoft thing that's been going on. Yeah, like, I mean... Make the
3: hate the, like, I don't know. I feel like... Uh.
1: Yeah, I kind of believe Fusion. It's Again, it's not like these, like,
4: you know, Grub or, uh, you know, even, like, someone like Jez has contacts with, like, Phil himself. But I am sure Phil is aware of how this, you know, they have to have some sort of idea of where this news, how this news gets spread or leaked. And it's like, all right, let's start adding these people in an email or you know something like i don't i don't i don't dispute like i think there's some truth to what fusion's saying
0: i just want to say if it was phil himself like i need a phil spencer movie that like catalogs all this yeah (laughs) it's like the game of of
4: thrones like he's like
3: tell satya it was me (laughs) (laughs) phil spencer has been working so hard and i understand Xbox fans gotta realize Phil Spencer is a great guy, sure. He's not your friend. So like I'm not i I'm not sitting here trying to defend Phil Spencer, but like Phil Spencer and a lot of people at Xbox, they've been working since the Xbox One launch, like since Phil Spencer has came in there, he's been working so hard to like I truly believe most of the time Phil Spencer's like, I wanna put like I care about the Xbox fans. I care about this ecosystem. And like people higher up on him don't care. They just care about the money, like we've talked about for the last thirty minutes. So like if someone like him could get out and be like, hey we, like let's get ahead of this, let's throw it out there, let's throw some smoke, and maybe it catches fire. Because then it's like, if none of this, like, why are Gears of War stuff coming out, and Halo, and all this other stuff? If I rush and see if these is one thing, but once you're starting to throw in Halo, and, like, all these other rumors with, out of, all of all of a sudden, no basis, like, people are just saying they hear it, like, it almost felt like, not Xbox was leaking it themselves, because, like I said, that's very tempo, but it's almost like, Let's throw every single thing we can at this leak so, like, we have all the evidence in the world to show these Microsoft higher ups, like, this is the worst idea you could throw at us. When does this, like, presentation
1: happen? Because I think it needs to be early in the week. I think it's Monday.
4: Yeah. uh Maybe Tuesday. Uh, I feel like that's not usually a Monday thing. I feel like it, Tuesday through yeah. Thursday is the window. Pre-
2: presentations aren't a Monday thing. So oh wait, isn't Tuesday it also Wednesday. President's Day? Oh, no, no, that's no, next. No, 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 that's next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Does Phil celebrate President's Day? Does he make like a big a federal cake holiday? <laughs> yeah, it, a well, yeah, that's the problem with federal. <laughs> no, nah, so nah, nah. <laughs> Um, I- I'd say Wednesday. I don't know. I'm feeling cheeky. Uh, I feel like you can
3: longer than a week, and he said Mon- – like, I understand yeah. Monday's not meeting day, but, like – so I could see Tuesday, honestly, at the latest because he tweeted that out Monday. I feel like you can't go – long. like, you can't – we can't be sitting here on Wednesday next week, and they still haven't had this announcement.
4: Yeah. Uh, one last thing Um, I kind of want to throw out there because it's something that I know you guys have talked about Um actually it was i think it was it came up a lot during the xbox uh, focused like future outlook we had 2 weeks ago that's already you know extremely we... outdated you weren't there yeah i know
2: but uh <laughs> i mean kidding. you
4: know i was in the comments i was there um oh yeah but i think it's it if again if this stuff is true um i think it helps recontextu helps recontextualize um Some of kind of the thoughts that we've had about Xbox as a whole since that 2018 kind of moment when they started acquiring studios, because um, I think it just kind of goes to show that, again, Xbox isn't like the most creative company uh, as far as like making great games, which Side note, I think that's also why it would be, out of all three companies, it'd be the most damaging if Xbox games came to other platforms, even if it's delayed, because I feel like, again, coming from an Xbox person, like, Hi-Fi Rush, actually, Hi-Fi Rush would probably be the worst example, but, like, something like uh, Starfield, I feel like, compared to Spider-Man, if you had to wait a year for one of those games... You're waiting a year for Starfield, and you're probably buying Spider-Man day one, and so like Xbox doesn't have those zeitgeist games where it's like, oh, well, I don't care if it goes if it's being released somewhere else, I need it day one. I mean, you saw that with like Final Fantasy VII and and that whole exclusivity. Um, but sorry, got on a side tangent there. My point is, um, we all thought, and. To whether or not how much they marketed it, I don't know. I think it was more of like an industry kind of uh, chatter. But like we thought when like Obsidian was acquired, when Hellblade was acquired, that Microsoft was going to invest in these studios and make a big AAA budget games to compete with Sony. And we now see that Hellblade 2 is very similar to Hellblade 1. Avowed is very similar to Outer Worlds, obviously in different contexts, but it's like, they're very similar games. We are not getting those big steps into, um, you know, the the kind of pantheon of high-quality AAA games. They're still great games. I don't want, like, no disrespect to those games. I'm still looking forward to them. But I think that just kind of shows that, like, maybe Xbox never really was buying those studios to compete with Sony in the traditional sense. It kind of seems like they were, uh, you know, just trying to bolster their own revenue and their Game Pass model. Um, so I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing to think about because it, it does kind of, um, you know, kind of paint that picture a little bit clearer, especially now when it's like, wait a second, why isn't Hellblade a naughty dog? you know, comparison. Granted, I've stuck, uh, stuck by the th- fact that I didn't think Hellblade 2 was going to be anything crazy, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, it's an interesting thing to think about as, as with this news.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about. I mean, do we have any last thoughts before we move on?
3: Because, uh, this,
2: we're gonna talk about this like next week
3: <laughs> like there's oh, gonna yeah, be a lot really... of
2: discussion my Ooh, thing man. is
3: bop bop would know better than me well someone here would know better than me the act of, like we sat through that entire activision the ftc thing for like the point of like activision can't go on their xbox because of the sole purpose these games won't be on playstation anymore so why did we go? like i understand why we went through it but why did it take two years why did Xbox go through this entire trial for two years to just be like to fight for like we want Activision, we want Blizzard? Like, it's okay if some of this stuff's exclusive. Call of Duty won't be exclusive, but the rest of it can be exclusive. Why? Why did they go through that entire process to be like, just kidding? <laughs> like, let's just let's just we're just kidding around. Like, we don't need Money, this because because microsoft won (laughs) because yeah i I think that
2: really is like
4: i i think um starfield was kind of the turning point where it's like we had this plan we had this plan we had this plan we're going to put a lot of faith in this and when the player count for starfield probably didn't meet expectations when the sales numbers didn't meet expectations and then you buy activision blizzard and you get this influx of you know revenue expenses like all this thing all of a sudden Microsoft's going to turn and be like hey motherfuckers what are we doing over here like you know
0: so I think the numbers aren't adding up <laughs> right
4: right it's like I I think it and again just to go to like the messaging I think it this is why we're it, it feels like such a whiplash because I think it's literally whiplash within Microsoft and Xbox themselves like the change of plans
3: and my last thing is like how does it work, like an Xbox game, right? Say Starfield comes to PlayStation. PlayStation obviously gets money, like somewhat. Is it like, like how how does PlayStation get money from like Starfield coming to PlayStation? They get it, it would, you know, that
1: stuff sold on the digital. Because it's
3: all yeah, because on the they
4: would get store, the so thirty percent. Like, yeah, it would. It, 30% if I, a lot, I think it's the it's the revenue split of 70-30 is pretty standard across the platform so i think it would be 30 percent goes to playstation 70 percent goes to microsoft and that's the other thing too is like yeah that's a lot of money but that's also a lot of money for xbox because yeah it's like you're actually getting sales on those other platforms you know so it's like weirdly enough they could actually hit their sales goals um if they release this stuff on playstation but again the issue becomes it's like is that worth it to now devalue your main console and platform just for the sake of extra sales? And I think that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Yeah.
3: It's so the whole thing of, do you make more money having good exclusives to your consoles and selling your Xboxes compared to putting it on PlayStation and competing platforms, not getting a full hundred percent from sales. And then also you're now losing console sales like because people are going to stop buying your box.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's basically what, money versus like brand like your branding like the thing the thing that was yeah they
1: didn't want to put it in exclusive because they thought it'd bring people to their console and they'd get more game pass subs and everything but obviously that's not working out how they thought it would
4: yeah and and you gotta think again the, the playstation's outselling xbox two to one you know that's 50 million people that could potentially now buy your game. And that's that's a lot to leave on the table. And maybe they're like, well, you know, if these people, you know, if we don't, like, they're probably running the numbers and being like, well, if we lose, let's say we lose 5 million Game Pass subscribers, right? But we make 10 million in sales on Starfield. Does that even out? And again, this is this is a sector where I think Microsoft is good at pivoting because they've had to do it a couple times already um so it's like I don't completely not have faith in that I mean it's it's scary that Microsoft's the one doing it because I think they have less of an understanding behind the money and the numbers but I wouldn't be it wouldn't be they're crazy also, if
0: they're also like the biggest to take advantage if they were to shift to something and it works out for them whereas Sony has got their rut and they know what to do and they're going to stay in that rut because it's profitable for them whereas Xbox needs to innovate and do something else because they're not winning in any kind of category. They're not winning in hardware, they're not winning in software, all this stuff. The only thing they got for them is the services, so they got to pivot to something else. Yeah. So and
4: the, the shareholders are not going to be okay with third place and not doing anything. Like, you got to do something.
2: Sony could stop releasing games for the next three years and still probably sell more PS5s than Xboxes, which just shows, like, that losing that Xbox One generation was horrible for Xbox. It, it, and it wasn't a case of, like, oh, they lost it because, like, PS5 sold, or PS4 sold this much, and they were close behind. Like, no, it was, like, brutal because of how awful that presentation was. Don Matrick single-handedly decimated the Xbox brand, and the fact that they were even able to rebuild it to the point that it is now is extremely impressive and i want to have the faith that they continue because i would think competition is extremely important for the video game industry and if they if a good xbox means a good sony which means a good nintendo that's always kind of my been my viewpoint and i just don't really like the idea of them saying ah you know what no we're just games are coming everywhere and i mean hey if you're part of that like all oh, exclusives are bad train like dark is which he's gone now so we can make fun of him <laughs> but <laughs> I understand if you don't like the idea of exclusives, you want people to play on everything. But th- at the end of the day, the sauce is, hey, exclusives sell consoles. People buy a PS5. I bought a PS4 for Uncharted 4. Um, a lot of people bought a PS5 for Spider-Man 2. Like This is just how it works. People want to play a brand new game. They buy a console to play that brand new game. And it's just, I think Xbox, eventually, they were going to get there. I think Indiana Jones could have sold a lot of Xboxes. So I always it's find it weird. like, Exactly, and it's just like weird that this was the part that they decided. You know what? Now we're gonna start thinking about our third-party strategies.
0: Where I think Starfield's, you just bought Activision Blizzard. <laughs> I think Starfield's middling success, like really, is was the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back.
1: Because then you nah, you're I'm going right into in if you're choosing between a PlayStation and an Xbox, you have a PlayStation which has recent releases. Then like look at the massive PS4 back catalog. Of high quality games, then you look at like what Xbox has, and I mean, you could probably count it off with. Record. So, yeah, come <laughs> on, put some respect on record, dude. I don't even know what Rise that is. Rise, son
4: of Rome,
1: banger. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right,
4: but yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and and that's why it's it's hard, Bench, to to go down that line of thinking because it's like, I mean, is. Well, now it's like is Starfield is Indiana Jones are these games coming and how long is that window and and all of that stuff it's just like I don't know. I mean, At this point it's like let's we'll just get wait for next test. week.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm under yeah. last thing. I'm under the impression that if it they're coming and it starts off as a window, I think very quickly it's going to lead into day one. Just multi-plat day one. But I don't there's, think, no way. Uh, there's no way. They, they got to push Game Pass.
0: They have the I, edge yeah. they have over PlayStation is day one. <laughs>
1: you have day and one also game on pass. game pass on xbox but on playstation you can get day one but pay the 70 like monetarily which, mo- which is what, what they're trying to do looks good
2: well people will pay the 70 <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. they, they get 140
4: and i'll believe you <laughs> no
2: i don't know well that that's the thing though is that like xbox wants game pass on other platforms they want to be able to do that sony doesn't nintendo doesn't because yeah. you think about it it's like hey, you can buy an Xbox on a PlayStation. It's like, of course Sony doesn't want that. That's basically what Game Pass is. As much as Microsoft wants Game Pass on PlayStation, that's never going to happen. So they kind of have to sell the box because that's their way of getting Game Pass to everywhere. And I don't think they're anywhere close to getting people to go, yeah, play games on the cloud or on your phone through the cloud or on TVs. Like, we're not at that point yet. That's like far, far in the future for people to be more accepting of that. So you kind of need to sell the box. that's why i'm just so confused that this is the strategy now
3: my last two things i'm just going to throw in real quick one it's really this isn't just like this is just funny to kind of roast Matt booty not roast Matt booty but like wait what all in those ftc documents where like there was that whole email where matt booty's like we can take like we could crush sony like with this deal or like all this stuff like that one email that leaked (laughs) that was like this is our chance of like Knocks only off the map, and then see where they're at now. And now, a game might come to PlayStation. So it's just funny from that map perspective. But also, Xbox has been dealing with this whole like, what game is exclusive for like I feel like five years. Like Indiana Jones trailer dropped, they they would never announce if it's only on the Xbox. Like everyone's just like, oh, this might come to PlayStation. Like we did. Why does Xbox never just say it's coming only on Xbox? Blade. They just released reveal Blade two months ago. Why, why didn't they put on that trailer Xbox only Game Pass? Like, why, why does everyone else, like why leadership. does Sony and PlayStation, at the end of every single trailer, you know it's exactly a PlayStation 5 only title? Why can't Xbox market that way? Like, what is stopping Xbox from being like, hey, these games are only on Xbox? Why do they keep letting fans have to ponder time and time again if these big first-party studios are only on Xbox? This is only going to get worse when Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves comes over because Xbox can say start like in the other games is Xbox only but like when do we like until they start showing it they all these trailers they keep coming out time and time and time and time again and there never is a point where they're like Xbox only day one game pass never coming to PlayStation like there's always something weird about an Xbox exclusive compared to a PlayStation exclusive you know that PlayStation exclusive at the very most is coming to PC two years later but, like, you, it's never coming to the Xbox system. Compared to these Xbox games, you're always wondering in the back of your mind, why don't they just tell us it's a straight exclusive?
1: I mean, I can tell you why for Blade, because it'll end up on PS5. I was
0: going mean, to say, that right. specifically for, like, Blade and Indiana Jones, there is most likely a clause from Disney saying there is a possibility that we'll just put this on PlayStation later. And then you,
1: like, I understand that argument. It's probably what happened with Microsoft. But why does Sony get Spider-Man and X-Men? Like because
0: they bought the right for that well, for that company I, for that character,
4: I think also too to to that point the if you're like in the insomnia le- in the insomniac leaks we saw like how strict those contracts are and like how much sales they need to make. Sony and PlayStation has great player base. Xbox has half of that. You know how you're gonna make those yeah. sales back? You're gonna sell it on other consoles. So. I think yeah, that's why it probably would be on uh, PlayStation.
3: I mean, uh, like, I just, like I said, I just think it's it's a marketing issue with a lot of Xbox 100%. first party game because they just don't like 100%. how many times is Aaron Greenberg going to have to come out and tweet, yeah, this game's only on Xbox six months later? Like because all of a sudden Twitter's up and roar saying there's proof that this game's coming to PlayStation. Like, we go through that every single month with an Xbox game, because Xbox just won't come out and say it. Compared to PlayStation, is like, no, we're bragging about this only being on our own console. Like, Xbox should have been, like, they should be
0: doing that. I yeah, mean, they're, what, they're, it, didn't they specifically it, say Starfield only on Xbox for a while? No, for like, a
4: while. I think Aaron Greenberg had to be the one to come yeah, out and like, be like... While,
2: people thought yeah. Starfield no, no, was it, was, it was at an E3 conference. I remember it was like... A their at their presentation they said starfield and they said exclusive to xbox and that was a big deal cuz like for months up to that point we were like is it going to be exclusive is it not and it's just like i really do think this is a lot of lawyers red tape and bullshit arguments between executives yeah, we need to wait i feel like for. A...
0: we need well cuz that some... was also during like the whole bethesda purchase so there was still like a lot of confusion on contracts like is this game that you've been working on for the past 8 years still good. just gonna be Xbox exclusive. Are you just grabbing the PlayStation version? Sure. I think maybe another year or two from now, and it's not a licensed game like indie or blade and they start, and they're still doing that shit with some brand new Xbox exclusive. Then yeah, then you should probably worry. But I think because we were dealing with uh, ac- acquisition red tape, and now we're also dealing with licensing red tape. Yeah. It makes sense that things could be a little muddy because who knows what the contracts say. But once Xbox introduces, you know, some brand new IP that's entirely theirs, made by one of their first party studios now, and it's still, they're still doing that, then yeah, then we should question it.
2: I I feel like there's a lot of, like, internal schism across, like, Microsoft with Bethesda with Blizzard and Activision, and I feel like there just needs to be some foot stomping and, like, let's try to figure this out because, I mean, like, I remember when uh, Pete Hines left, like, there was some weird around that whole thing and like especially around uh blizzard president uh I forget his name mike ybarra mike you... ybarra leaving yeah. that was he was he was kicked out <laughs> like, yeah. i feel like because yeah. he literally said like a few months ago they're gonna have to drag me out it's like damn i guess they dragged him out <laughs> i it, i just i feel xbox needs to figure out like this is what happens when you buy a publisher there's gonna be people that aren't into the ideas that you want to come in with and you have to like just put your foot down and say no this is the way it has to be because This is the the way you run a company, is you know, tell like this is the strategy, this is the plan, this is what we're doing. I want a clear and concise strategy with every game you're releasing. I don't want this case by case bullshit. Just say it outright is this exclusive? Is this not exclusive? The moment you reveal a game,
4: I think the problem there is that um, Microsoft is just a massive company. And things just move. There's so many email chains. There's so many hoops you have to jump through and people you have to sign off with it on. I think, I mean, granted, their communication just sucks, but it doesn't do them any favors that like they are not, they are such a big company that like I think they unfortunately, I mean, it's the same thing with like their hiring policy and like their contractors. That's like a Microsoft implemented thing that like really hampers their game development. It's like, I think Microsoft just has these things in place that just make it harder for xbox to maneuver in this space um and my last point because we didn't actually talk about it and i know this is the one thing that dark is probably screaming at his uh computer that we haven't mentioned it yeah well i'd (laughs) like to imagine he would um while he's playing fortnite uh is that uh I think the argument that PC is going to have an impact here and 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 like Xbox switching over to PC I just like it that argument doesn't really register with me because I think those are two completely different player bases. If you, like the overlap just isn't
1: there. If you switch if Xbox goes PC only I'm gone. Like you can't I have no interest in PC gaming like at all. Like I like sitting in front of the TV I don't need the keyboard and mouse bullshit sitting in front of a monitor. No, I want my
2: console experience. Yeah, I'm just too stupid for PC. <laughs> Fair. Uh, we, By the way, I wanted to point out, uh, we said we got quick and fast an hour on the first topic. Wow, look at us guys. That was a big topic. A <laughs> That's the only yeah, like, okay.
1: good topic we have.
2: That's our topic of the show. <laughs> Who cares about Xbox when Nintendo is here? with the financial report um so okay i have the top 10 here you guys don't have the tab open but did you guys see the numbers yeah they're I, crazy
1: i can guess what yeah, number so, one is.
2: oh man okay, okay okay guess how many units it is guys mario kart 8 deluxe is number one what how many units
3: wait
1: that's number
2: one it's a uh is yeah mario, like
3: mario kart 8 deluxe
2: 46
3: years of the kingdom is always second place but you know, mario karts at 50 right
2: it is at 60.58. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's currently the sixth best-selling game of all time, if you count so like crazy. with the Mario Kart 8 Wii U sales. Um, And then number two is Animal Crossing New Horizons. How many is that?
5: 48.
4: Mm, yeah, I'm going to s- stick with 46. Like
0: yeah, like high 30s, low 40s.
3: Forty-four point seventy-nine. Damn it! No, COVID carried that I game. It's so hard. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god!
2: No, it's crazy. Like the one of the worst Animal Crossing sold the second best. That's insane. Damn.
0: Damn. <laughs> you're like the only fired. person. You're like the only person I know who says it. Everyone else I know loves it.
2: I I talked huh? to a lot of people because it's, it's yeah. the only Animal Crossing they played.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. New
4: Leaf
2: is so much better.
4: Yeah, people Thank love you, the problem. 3DS one.
2: Uh, uh, number three, three yes. bad. Number th- no, what was it? Shut up, Bench. Nobody likes you. Uh, number three <laughs> is Why? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. God bless, I'm so happy. Smash Ultimate is number three. What What is it at? I think this is a big app. I think it's like 33.
0: Yeah, like 35, uh, something like that. Fuck
2: it, 39. Uh, it is at thirty-three point
3: sixty-seven. Let's go. That's a crazy drop-off, honestly. From like yeah, that is. that's eleven drop million off. sales. Yeah, from like I'm talking about from oh oh from, from like second to third, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, yeah, I mean, COVID
2: like eleven <laughs> million. Yeah. Uh, the next is Breath of the Wild. Oh,
1: uh, that's thirty-one.
3: Thirty. Yeah. I'm guessing 30, thirty-one point sixty-one. Oh, go.
2: Oh, sorry, You're You're just, don't, don't even uh, try.
3: I don't yeah. know anything for about days. any of these trails. Yeah, you sold your
4: <laughs> Xbox. That's your one clairvoyant thing for the year, buddy, okay? You're not guessing <laughs> anything else, right?
2: Next is Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, 29. 30. Yeah, thirty. 25.
1: Twenty
2: twenty twenty
3: 27.65. That's kind of oh, low, man.
1: Yeah, that's great.
3: Lower, How much does like, yeah, Spider-Man 1 sell? That's the best place. That's the best game on that system. I know. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. I wouldn't go that far, Peter.
4: Yeah. yeah, golf story is still on there. Okay. <laughs>
1: story, though. Story, we just said, one. we, we uh, just said
2: Super Smash Mother's Ultimate Fusion. And <laughs> that's the best thing yeah. on there. definitely. Like, <laughs> uh... Okay. <laughs> hey Bob. Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> fucking hey go. guys, it's been a great podcast.
1: Uh... <laughs> Don't let Bob hate. It's like the top three Pokemon no, game. It's not.
2: It's bottom three. So it's top three. So top three. Bottom three. Bottom three. All right. I don't know if <laughs> I said bottom
0: three.
2: I said top three in opposite world. Yeah. Say mid
0: three. It's mid three. <laughs> no.
2: Top the game three. is not mid. Yeah, it's great. Okay. What are the sales? <laughs> uh, uh,
4: 20. Yeah. 26.
2: 26.17. Wow, the Pokemon. So of, it. Yeah, hey.
4: If I know one <laughs> thing, it's fucking just shitty Pokemon games, I guess.
2: That'd be Scarlet Speaking and Violet. Of shitty that Pokemon right. games is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet right behind Sword and Shield. Dog shit. Is well, that, that, that up there already? Didn't they say it was 24? 24.36. Yeah. Oh, okay. so good.
3: I, that's that's up
2: I do. Already.
4: I do remember. I think it was. I don't know if it was specifically Scarlet and Violet, but I think one of the Pokemon accounts must have tweeted that one. And that's why it stuck with me.
2: We think exactly. Scarlet and Violet's passing Sword and Shield. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Eventually,
1: yeah. unfortunately, the worst game is going to sell better.
2: Nah, sh- well, well technically, yes, you are right. Technically, said, they're, both, it is a they're game. both. They're both bad, but I don't know. you ready Scarlet
1: for Pokemon bad, Day? But...
2: No, hey, we'll talk about it. Uh, the bad Mario Party, Super Mario Party. Which, by the way, Super Mario Party, I'll tell you right now, has sold better than almost every Sony first party game, which yeah,
3: is so depressing. That game good. is so bad. It's so bad. I'm going to guess 22,000. I mean, 22 million. <laughs> it's Damn. 20, Damn, so many games Sony don't games don't sell that well. Hey.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. Look who's the hater
0: now. <laughs> No, 22,000 is everybody one to switch (laughs) Yeah.
2: I honestly think that game is close to a million. (laughs) I think that game's closer to a million than we think. But it's Super Mario Party, so 22 million for Fusion. Any other guesses? 21. 20. 20. Uh, 20. 20.34. Nice. Under Horizon Zero Dawn, we win. The new new entry, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
3: This is 20, I think. 18. It's
2: 20. 17 20 that's 20. Yeah, <laughs> close i'm not hitting on
3: tears of the kingdom at all but it i didn't fall off hard but it declined yeah i
2: wanted to fast. discuss that so right so what we know is from tears of the kingdom like the when it came out to i think around july or august i forget the exact date that was 19 million sales no and now way. this is uh yeah 19 million and now, right now, th- this is of uh, as of December thirty first. So their holiday season, it's at twenty point twenty eight. So an oh. extra million. It sold a little over a million. It, that so that kind of goes to show that everyone who wanted to buy it bought it. <laughs> they they oh, bought yeah. it. Day- oh oh yeah. my
3: god! It's it's Which, because you gotta think. Because we had this conversation way when it came, like when it first came out and it broke, like it, we were talking about it. Because we were talking about how like Breath of the Wild was a launch console for the Switch, so like everyone owned Breath of the Wild. Like you, when yeah. you got the Switch, you wanted, you had the, like you were buying Breath of the Wild because it was a Switch, one of the Switch games out. It's like, so Tears of the Kingdom was always gonna be like I, well, some of us binged was for sure like it's gonna double Breath of the Wild sales, but like I'm pretty sure like me, like s- certain people in the pocket were like, no, it's it's never gonna reach Breath of the Wild sales. I think this. Adds to it because there was a time when this game for in that first couple months where people were like, oh, this is an easy thirty million sales. Like this is gonna hit thirty million sales like Tears of the Kingdom, and it's kind of crazy to see nah. that like five month drop off of where it's just like, nope, it just didn't sell. Like people bought the game and, and no one's gonna buy it again. <laughs> like nah, type stuff. yeah,
2: if you look at the data in the past, whenever because like every there's like every generation of Nintendo consoles, there's like two Zelda games that come out. The first one always sells better than the second. Like, it's like a weird, like, kind of tradition. <laughs>
0: it's because all the normies will buy it and then bundle it with their Zelda game, and that's like the only game they buy. Granted, alongside yep. Mario Kart, it's Mario Kart and a Zelda game, and that's about it. So, yeah, I mean,
2: the Scout and specifically for Skyward Sword, real quick, the Skyward yeah. Sword specifically, that game sold like fucking dog shit because the Wii attach rate was dog shit because nobody bought games for the Wii. They just bought the Wii. Uh, yeah, but yeah Wii Sports about, was the only
4: game they needed. Why would they yeah. buy other games? Mm-hmm.
2: True, 100% true. Nintendo uh,
1: Land.
4: Uh, yeah, real quick, Wolf, to to back you up on this. First three days of sales for Tears Tears of the Kingdom was 10 million copies. So that was oh, May 15th. So from May to September, so three days, 10 million. May to September, about four months. Uh, they got up to 19.5 million copies. So 9.5 in four months, and then from September to... Was that quarter end, these numbers? Yeah, like, December. They... End of the yeah, okay.
2: this is December 31st. So
4: another roughly three to four months, what, 500,000 copies? 700,000 yeah. copies? Like Good lord.
2: Wow. We're here talking about how... And by the way, we're talking about a whole hour. Of like, what is Xbox's future? Did these <laughs> games sell enough? Meanwhile, well, Nintendo ten million in three days for like Pokemon and Zelda. Like, the, yeah. these numbers. Even are how much did
1: Spider-Man sell?
2: Uh, about five million. In
3: three you guys. gotta send the wrong person. Weak numbers. What?
2: That's a, that is really good for Spider-Man. I guarantee
3: Spider-Man Two well, will probably pass Tears of the Kingdom's number. <laughs> like one of the. That's that's funny. I probably will. That's. <laughs> Oh. That game probably had more Game of the Year nominations. I mean, than the of the Kingdom. we're saving that for later. It's, if Tears of the Kingdom, though, I mean,
4: you know, speculation time. I mean, if if it gets a new release or like a ten dollar upgrade uh, for the Switch Two, those numbers are about to skyrocket.
2: If won- you're gonna see a Switch Two version, then it will hundred percent like probably beat Breath of the Wild. Then
1: they could add one single thing into the game, and I'd just play it all over again. I just need that excuse, Sim. <laughs> the hell um
2: and then the, finally new super mario brothers u deluxe why is this here
4: <laughs> yeah i'm not guessing this one i <laughs> protest
1: 13 like like, I pr- 16
2: 17.20 which by the way i want to nice. point out as well stuff like luigi's mansion 3 has sold better than like 50 like half of sony's first party exclusives ever that's always been
0: the, that's the benchmark <laughs> sure. joke is that they did it pass luigi's mansion 3? <laughs> yeah
2: great game <laughs> it's a great game um uh, and then also benching sales kind of has a bit more of the weeds uh nintendo financial year 2024 q3 earnings switch at 139.36 million lifetime sales shipped 6.9 million last quarter i'll ask right now does it pass the ps2 at one hundred fifty five million? yes no no
0: 139
2: no. million do Especially with a
0: switch 2 million, almost 20 million now. Yeah, now I would switch 2 on the horizon. I'm just
3: saying, yeah. with the, if the switch 2 wasn't rumored to be so close, I could see it, but like I don't see it with the switch 2. coming it, out. I still don't it's think the, with the, PS- the switch
4: 2, if it was next year, even I don't think it hits it.
1: Nope.
3: And that number, I feel like that PS2 number is low, like in my opinion. I think because we know it's more than 155 million. That's just in, like the what? last number. It's got to be top, like they yeah. stopped counting, they yeah, stopped production.
2: No, no, they stopped production. Oh, no, no, no you're they, talking about they stopped, you're stopped talking
1: counting because they I sold the I'm PS2 sure. for
2: like ever after the PS3 launched. They sold the last PS2 game came out when the PS4 launched.
3: <laughs> yeah, like the, I, I, I think, I think we could see like maybe it's crazy, <laughs> but like 160 million plus for the PS2. That's just
2: out there. I just. I just imagine <laughs> Nintendo's like, we reached 155 billion sales with the Switch, making it the best. And then Sony's like, no, 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 actually, the PS2 sold 160 million. Here's the numbers. Yeah,
4: they <laughs> fucking dust that. off the document. They're like, actually, we've been holding
2: on to this. Like, break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> we, we were waiting for this one. <laughs> uh, we also have... And it's crazy a sp- to
3: think... Sorry, just like... if uh-huh. anything the price of the PlayStation Two and what gaming was back then compared to like the Switch now and how you can get like a Switch Lite for two hundred bucks. Like it's insane how crazy the, the PlayStation
1: Two sold. No, them. the, the PS two was the de facto cheapest Blu-ray player, so
2: it
3: was a no. there was
2: a point where the, the PS two was a hundred dollars. <laughs>
1: I thought really? Blu ray was PS
2: three. No 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 the PS two was the D V D player that's what I so was we yeah. yeah gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah there's the yeah. It was like Hey, I want a console, and it plays DVDs. And parents were like, "Okay, sure." Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Um, and then real quick, Switch software, one point two billion units lifetime. Jesus Christ, this company is so scary. <laughs> uh, so Super Mario twenty, 20 point that. twenty eight million. Super Mario Wonder at eleven point ninety six million. By the way, this was from launch when that game came out to December thirty first. So in three months, it sold eleven 96 million. <laughs> oh my god, this is pretty much like two months, really. It was like the end of October. uh I think so, yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah, because it, it was middle. like, yeah, end of October. Yeah, you're right. No, end of was, October. Yeah, it was like mid October. Oh, uh, yeah, it was like October 26th, I think. It was the I don't know. Uh, Super Mario RPG, Bob. 3.14 no. million.
4: So so well deserved, you know, those are the smartest three million people that I've ever heard in my life.
2: No, no, Bench was Bench is one of them. Be careful when you say that. Dark isn't, (laughs) though, so we don't have to worry about that. Well, we don't have to talk about how Dark played the game. (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) So, what me and Bench are smart, but you and Dark are Bob, Is this what you're saying?
1: Sure, whatever. Uh, I hope this game <laughs> gets a
2: sequel. Hopefully, it gets a think sequel you have- to
1: improve on everything.
2: Yeah, okay, there's okay, a lot yeah, to improve not- on. I think they'll definitely do some. Like this kind of shows like Mario RPGs do have a place. I think Nintendo kind of just sees this as like very lucrative because this is like two months or not even like a month and a does- half because.
4: It doesn't even have to, like... I mean, I guess it would make sense to do... But, like, do, like, Super Mario RPG goes to Yoshi's Island, or, like, Super Mario RPG... Like, you have so many avenues. Well, <laughs> you have so many <laughs> avenues minus Hollywood uh, to go down. I, I feel like there there is unlimited potential for this series.
2: Mario, If they want to. And then Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. I mean, I think, honestly, that gives me a lot more hope that that game's going to sell really well. That's what I want. I want them to listen and show like, hey, we do it. We want the RPG Paper Mario, not whatever the fuck. Well, Thousand Year do. Door is
1: going to double the Switch's total lifetime sales, so.
2: I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> I, 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 it's like people holding out on buying a Switch because like, ah, I'm waiting for that Thousand Year Door remake.
1: <laughs> Damn
2: right. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo. I I, I do want to take this like moment when we we're talking about Nintendo. There has been rumors about the Direct Mini uh, so basically the whole thing is that it's not a direct, at least this is what Nate the Hate is saying, he has good sources and it's a partner showcase or at the very least a Nintendo Direct Mini. Do we think that's true? Do we think that's next week? any makes, makes sense. Regards to that.
1: But I do kind it, of think, hopefully at least they show some Paper Mario or something from them. Because we do need a date if for If it's that a Mini, still. I can
2: see that. If I do a mini, think I can see Dragon
1: that. Quest 3 Remake gets shown off and dated for this year. They they always yeah, so we haven't seen they that. always like to show up at that February direct. They've done it with Live Alive, Octopath. They they like showing so, up and then dating something for that year. So I think that makes sense.
2: That's a good point. Uh, and also Nate straight up said like he is certain about this one. Um, is that the Switch Two launch event is March. Which I think this—that's something that we were all kind of like talking about during the Nintendo uh, video that Switch Two launch event going to happen in March. Mm-hmm. You know, they reveal the system, and then we kind of get marketing throughout the year from there. Really so it, does, really it, it, did, easy. it makes sense for a general direct in February when you think about it more, because it's like they don't really have much in regards to software for the rest of this year for the Switch. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, it feels like all their marbles is towards the Switch Two.
1: Then June they can really go all out. And I mean, even when they announce it in um, March, you're going to have third parties just announcing tons of shit.
2: For sure. Yeah. My curious.
4: prediction would be that you will see Pokemon at this direct in the form of, oh. please watch our Pokemon Day Pokemon Direct.
1: Bob, does Mystery Dungeon come back? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. Not this that. year, no. What Is, I uh, want... Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, like, I think
4: if they do a Mystery Dungeon it would be for Switch 2. I don't think you would want to...
1: The sky they already
4: like... No, they, yeah. I mean, they are, I don't think the, the, it the didn't
2: sell well. Game
4: Boy, yeah, but... Re- Game Boy Advance remake sold that well.
2: It, it did not game. sell well. They were game. not very happy with those sales. No, yeah. It was probably a good game. It just didn't sell well. Yeah, I mean, at if at anything, they...
4: they would do the blue one for like, I mean, they wouldn't do the full series, but it's like, I don't know how you remake the red one, the red mystery team and not do blue.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I also I will... think we're getting Gym five remakes and they're going to look yeah. nice.
2: Mm. Uh, okay, I,
4: I don't know. I think like first. I, I, I think, think gut gut, gut feeling is Nintendo or Nintendo. The Pokemon company hates actually c- consistently making a spin-off game and they actually do remakes, so like gut feeling it's a remake, but God it'd be so much cooler if it was a Legends game.
1: I think we're getting both just what's first.
4: I, I, but the only reason people, we got both fun. last time was because they gave it to Ilka and after brilliant diamond shining pearl they are not and they're not doing that I so. we,
2: we'll, I mean it's still sold well I don't think they care No
1: I, I I think I think scarlet and violet actually had an impact as crazy as it sounds no, as crazy I, as it sounds I, I don't, think, I, don't I, don't think I think I'll be honest I think you guys are going to
2: be good Maybe this is my hater mindset. I'd be so pissed if Gen Four remakes were trash, but Gen Five remakes were good, so I'm like, you know what, just make that trash too. No. <laughs> just, I'm better. so mad about Gen 4 remakes being bad. <laughs> I, call
1: me crazy. I think Gen 5 remakes maybe 3D, but I think it could actually be a good game.
4: I i just, I'm, I have no faith in them crazy. making
0: the right decision. <laughs> we've been hopeful before and we've been burned before we yeah, if you have just hope. have
2: zero hope for pokemon then you'll be consistently you'll be surprised I like, have zero like, oh, hope. it's
0: actually good and i'm yeah, the wolf. One here with the pokemon profile picture i,
2: I think uh
4: i think wolf uh, the if you want the game to fail uh so that the gen 5 doesn't get a good remake too you better hope it's another 3d open world just like gen 9 that runs Let's like absolute go! crap
2: because
4: that's how I'm you're going to get a bad game
2: we're buying it day one, right? Well, no. Yeah, but, well, no, I told you, that's the litmus test. If it's good, I'll buy it. If not, I will find other means to play it. Other means. Allegedly, he'll find other means, yep. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Use copy. Use copy. Use copy. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I'm gonna need a lot of help for this one, because I barely understand this shit. Disney and Epic Games to create expansive and open games and entertainment universe... Con- <laughs> i hate pr uh this comes from the walt disney company ladies and gentlemen first timer to this podcast the walt disney company and epic games will collaborate on an all-new games and entertainment universe that will further expand the reach of beloved disney stories and experiences Disney will also invest $1.5 billion to acquire an equity stake in Epic Games alongside the multi-year project. The transaction is subject to customary closing conditions, including regulatory approvals. Quote, our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite in a transformable transformational new games and entertainment universe, said Robert A. Iger, chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. This marks Disney's biggest entry ever into the world of games and offers significant opportunities for growth and expansion. We can't wait for fans to experience the Disney stories and worlds they, be- they love in groundbreaking new ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Disney... Uh investing in epic uh i'll be honest i'm not that invested in this story (laughs) am i right guys i I need help here so if
1: i had to guess you're gonna be able to explore the park and ride rides in the fortnite engine they're gonna like go full collab and do some interactive thing that's never been seen before as well as just continuing to because epic and disney have had a long partnership of putting characters in fortnite so that's just going to be probably less, like, legal red tape to go through whenever doing that and whatever, so... and yeah, it's so not here's so basically
0: just... what it is, is, people have said this before, but Fortnite and Epic have been creating the metaverse longer than all these other places trying to create the metaverse. They've already started. So what we're getting out of this is we're gonna get some big interactive park where you can take your skin, your Fortnite skin or whatever, and wander around this, like, as we see in the concept are these like lands basically. So they can shove all the Disney products in your face and be like, Hey, look at all this Disney stuff that you like as well as there's probably going to be like new game modes. They probably saw the success of that Lego survival game that Fortnite made and be like, Hey, why don't we get our own version of that? So they're probably going to get their own games. They're going to have these worlds that you can explore and obviously more collab skins that you can buy. So it's just going to be a lot of that kind of stuff is what this all boils down to. It's just more stuff. To go into that Fortnite launcher, because that, like I said, they're creating the metaverse. So without them actually even trying, they're just doing it.
1: Yeah, they're. It's like Disney gave up on making games themselves, so they're just like here, do stuff for us. Yeah, that that was going to be
4: my point is that I think you see it all the time on the streaming side of of media, where you know Netflix no longer is like. Or sorry, not Netflix. Uh, I think WWE is a great recent example where they had the WWE network. They had their own streaming service. And now they're like, well, actually, it's really hard to maintain our streaming service. Let's just license it to a, an existing service let them do most of the work we'll just make our you know our same you know wrestling shows and have them deal with a lot of the back end and i think disney yeah, realized the same thing like lucas arts failed their own studios kind of failed and it's like well let's just make epic do all the work and we'll give them the ip and and that just seems to be how business goes nowadays which is kind of depressing but i don't know it could it could work i it's the- I- after, the Disney, after
0: Disney Infinity failed, it was basically their only option because they're like, We made Epic Mickey, we made Disney Infinity, they all kind of floundered. Obviously, we can't make this, so we're just gonna license it out. And that's we saw that it started when the uh, Pirates did the Sea of Thieves crossover and a bunch of other things like that. It's Disney think must think it's like the best thing ever because they can take all the money, like just license out their stuff, and they just don't have to do anything and they get a paycheck.
4: I think it's weird that uh, all that is true, but then Disney Dreamlight Valley comes out it's like, wait, a lot of people are actually playing this and actually kind of yeah, like it. Yeah, but they it, didn't make
2: so. it, though. They hired sure. someone else yeah. to do they it. They didn't have an in-house that's, studio. That's fair. It, that's fair. I mean, that's just, Disney, like, they're a licensing studio at this point when it comes to gaming. They They're like, hey, we give you the IP, you do your thing with it. And, I mean, I I think they they had a lot, they made that weird investment, they are like, hey, EA, you get 10 years of Star Wars games, you get to make all the Star Wars games for 10 years. And, you know, after Battlefront 1 and 2's, like, massive, like, especially Battlefront 2's, like, big catastrophe at the beginning, you kind of saw that that was not gonna work. I think Disney is just, like, Trying to play it a bit more safe, but I say that, but there's also like 12 fucking Marvel things in production right now, and I genuinely do wonder what the state of each of those is. Because, like, we have that EA Motive Iron Man game, we have that Amy Hennig, like Captain America Black Panther game, uh, then obviously we have whatever respawns doing with the next uh Jedi game. There's so much like Star Wars, Marvel, all these IPs, and then you got this Epic Games like investment. I just wonder, like, what. Their whole strategy, if it pans out, is it probably will because it's Disney. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, I am not the Disney expert. I'm, 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 I'm an Epic Games expert. <laughs> I'm just curious to see what, like, Fortnite's whole strategy with this is as well. I mean, maybe they just take the money and they're like, okay, let's just make a interactive theme park. Maybe play some Disney uh, ads for, like, trailers for, like, Disney movies and whatnot. And then leave it at that.
0: Most likely.
4: I think uh, Tinfoil Hat, uh, you know, calling my shot now. In the same way that uh, Epic killed uh, Rocket League for rocket racing and everyone hates uh, Psionics now, uh, the team, who is it? Mediatonic, they're going to kill Fall Guys and they're going to incorporate Disney Fall Guys where you're doing a bunch of obstacle courses in Magic Kingdom. Boom, there you
5: go. Book it.
1: No one has past trauma.
5: Yes
2: moving on uh this is for me Rumors, or not rumors rooters this comes from warrior 64 Tencent cents working on a mobile version of Elden ring gotcha, let's go 10 cent acquired the licensing right for the game and set up a team of a few dozen people to work on a prototype but progress has been slow Quote, Tencent wants to make it a free-to-play game with in-app purchases similar to the hit game Genshin Impact developed what? by its Chinese rival MiHoYo. The people said, I'm just going to say this right now, this is not going to go anywhere, and even if it does, it's going to be exclusive to China. I, I I really don't think this is going to matter at all.
1: No, I think we're going to be playing a better version of Elden Ring in four years with the Gotcha Elden Ring.
3: Fusion. <laughs> Defend me. Um... Who's going to play this video game? I, I, I don't get, I, Bench. I don't understand, like... I understand there's mobile gamers and all, but, like, the mobile gamers who want to play Elden Ring want to play Elden Ring. They don't want to play a gacha version of Elden Ring. Like, no,
0: well, it depends no on like, how much it takes to get Melania out of the gacha system.
3: And like, no one's like, oh, this awesome open-world RPG that I've heard such great things about finally come to my phone. Like, they want the game that everyone's talked about, not this, like, Pay to win. Yes, that probably I just, I will. Just don't
2: think this ever
1: goes anywhere. <laughs> you don't
3: understand the gotcha
1: sphere. What you have in the gotcha sphere is you have a game that's kind of not pay to win, but pay to win. And then you have normies hey. who just like play the game. But then you have the whales, and that's where your profits come in. The people that throw a hundred grand at these games a month, those people exist, and they are numerous. And that's how these games make money.
2: This game's not going to happen, by the way. They yeah, say no, they have no. a small team I, I working on it. it comes out. A small team. They have they're trying to work on a prototype. They're not they they're barely even an alpha. Okay. <laughs> Progress has been slow. This is gonna get canceled. I
3: just oh, I yeah. don't know what they were doing over here. They're I will just, say like... I will say the um if I had any bit of hater in me, like I mean any bit, like I, I don't want this oh, to happen. Okay, Well, like the hater in me would be like Say so this game came out and it was just terrible. Like, I could finally be like, FromSoft has a bad video game. Their, their hands were on it somehow That's and this game gets Frumsoft like, <laughs> <laughs> No, their hands are on it somehow. So I just like, it'd get like a 40 and be like the worst mobile game ever. And then like, you could never be really like, say they've never made a bad video game. Because then I could just point to this gotcha game on mobile. You
4: know who this game's for?
2: Oh, okay, here we go.
4: It's for uh the twenty people who keep buying those ASUS ROG phones with like the two USB C ports and like the phone made for gaming. Finally, something for them. Oh
2: my god. Those fucking like gamer phones, the yeah. razor edge there's like one <laughs> left.
4: And it's Asus that uh makes them and like yeah, those are even dying out. But yeah, that's who this game's for, I guess.
2: to the viewer who uh does that, um no no ill will man you do your thing you do your thing (laughs) you probably have a watcher in the audience who does that we don't want to make fun of them
0: like you know we should talk about like games that just shift the industry and so much and genshin impact has to be in that conversation like what did the gotcha system really do to our industry
2: i I, yeah because it's weird because genshin isn't the first to do it but like it was just so it's the one that took off associated yeah it's a good game
5: That's, that's, that's
2: uh, it's it's
4: no good. Peggle Mobile though.
2: Yeah, no, please, Bob, don't remind me. <laughs> that like, I, I truly and honestly always say, without the bullshit mobile game crap, it would be the best Peggle game. Yeah, <laughs> I played that thing so on many airplane many mode.
4: Yeah, to get away from the ads and like the
2: timers and stuff. Oh, was so because it's real. The love. There's so many levels. <laughs> like, it yeah. has so much. So good. Uh, moving on. Take-Two had their recent investor call. Uh, screen Time got, like, three uh kind of the major takeaways. Uh, GTA 6 likely launching early 25. This was coming from a situation where Take-Two is still very adamant about, like, financial year 24 to 25. They're still going to make, like, that like huge bump in, like, sales revenue. Uh, do we think that GTA 6 lands in that early 25 window?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. I think it's a well... February game. For yeah. my sanity,
2: so
3: I think it does. But it just also am I the only one that like February? Like, say it's a February game. GTA doesn't feel like a February game to me.
2: Oh no, like, it does. It feels it was, so weird. It feels like a holiday game, but like yeah, like I feel, I feel like, like this is the way to make it. Know, it or even like a, a summer it, game.
3: It, it's Rockstar. It's getting delayed. So, like, yeah, yeah I, I, no, I think that's I the
4: thing here is that like Rockstar believes right now it's a you know. Spring next year launch, but then in six months, Rockstar's like, actually now we believe it's a fall twenty. Every Rockstar Watch. game,
2: every, every Rockstar <laughs> game has been delayed, like yeah. all of them. Red Dead Two is supposed to come out in twenty
3: seventeen. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I think they do do it it right. like.
2: Oh,
3: I mean, I'm sure like the delay actually is like for a reason, but I feel like they do it to like it just keeps the hype cycle going a little longer. They're just like let's delay it a little bit more, like let's get pushed back. Cause it back. Because somehow always gets delayed to like the perfect holiday time for these games to come out.
5: <laughs> it's just like,
3: they're always delayed at the perfect time for them to just hit the holiday sales. It always comes down to polish. They want
2: to try to spend as much time polishing. They kind of notice near the end of development, it's like, oh, wait, there's still some bugs, there's glitches. Rockstar really prides themselves on making their games like launch perfectly. So I think it's kind of just like a situation where they want to make sure every single thing works by the time launch happens. Um and then we also got GTA 5 has sold 195 million units which is 5 million more from the last update which was around November of last year if i remember correctly.
1: I am one of those. Case,
2: hey man they made a I wonder why they're making a six, huh? <laughs> um, and then Red Dead Two has sold 61 million units, which is makes it the seventh best selling game of all time, if I remember correctly. Which, I mean, that's fucking bonkers for a game like Red Dead Two that is not a that is if it wasn't made by Rockstar, I don't think it would have hit that number because Rockstar very much that name that brand carries a lot of weight. But also, it's just a good game, so good games usually sell. So. At least you'd want to hope so. Um, and then we ha- we kind of alluded to this earlier, but this comes from the Take Two financial report. Apparently, uh, PS Five has sold out, out sold <laughs> outsold Xbox Series X slash S two to one data suggests this comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC in an investor presentation released on on thursday alongside its quarterly financial report the take two said 77 million current gen consoles has been sold as of december 31st 2023 representing combined x ps5 and series x sales the data was sourced from one of research forms idg consulting inuzu and the entertainment software sony's and microsoft console launches sony and microsoft consoles launched in november 2020 while microsoft hasn't confirmed exact sales numbers for series x Slash S, PS5 surpassed 50 million sales on December 9th, 2023, according to Sony. Um, I mean, we, we we talked all about it earlier, but it just shows it's like PlayStation has a lead in this console race.
3: And it's like, we see a lot of people out here always say, like, and like PlayStation doesn't have games, on blah, blah. So, like, they're doing this without these so called games. <laughs> so, it's like, I I don't see there's just like and this is like it was close to three to one last generation. Like it ended at like an almost three to one rate and now it's two to one rate this year already. Like this gen already. It's just like they just PlayStation just continues to just steamroll Xbox. And like so I you can see the go back to where it's like Xbox just feels defeated and they can't win and like they're doing what they're trying to do to pivot, but it's just so it's insane how, like, we have the Switch, obviously, who, the Nintendo's in their own area. Like, we, don't, we really don't have to worry about them. We know we know their yeah. sales, blah, blah, blah. But it's insane how much, like, PlayStation, like, every three months they come out with some new financial report. And it's like, they're always breaking their own record. Like, every single time. And it's just insane that they just come out, they somehow, or they don't slow down. And it doesn't make sense that they're just, like, continuing to not slow down.
4: Yeah, their their momentum... I mean, yeah, it's like what you're saying. Their momentum is insane. They they haven't really been giving you a whole lot of reasons to buy a console as of late, and yet it's still... I mean, obviously Spider-Man 2, but, like, compared to the output, even past years of PlayStation, it's it's still considered a little bit slower, and it's still just, like, dominating sales. It's like, I don't think... I mean, there's, you know uh kind of uh what's the word you know people have talked about you know arrogant sony kind of rearing its ugly head again it's like i mean yeah because what does it matter like you know they they have the they have the ability to
2: do that so um yeah. yeah if you're if you're worried about like sony kind of being uh complacent and uh a little arrogant get seated <laughs> yeah. i this is kind of how they were in the ps3 generation and the only difference is now they have a lot more momentum so they can kind of afford to be arrogant next up this story is pissing me off and i don't even know like, i don't even know the fucking details of it we don't know toys for bob future unclear amid studio closure and layoffs this comes from kat bailey over at ign The future of Toys for Bob is uncertain after the closure of its studio in Novato, California. Part of the fallout from Xbox's recent Activision Blizzard acquisition that has recently resulted in roughly 1,900 layoffs. The San Francisco Chronicle reports that 86 workers have been laid off from the studio best known for Crash, Spyro, and Skylanders. Call of Duty developer Sledgehammer Games was uh, similarly impacted, laying off 76 employees. The closures were discovered by official state filings. The Activision Blizzard layoffs were announced at the end of January as... Xbox has sought to restructure the company following its $69 billion acquisition. It's unclear what impact these changes will have in the long-term future of Toys for Bob. Numerous publishers across the games industry has been laying off employees and shuttering facilities as they focus on remote work. IGN has reached out to Activision for comment. Now, along this, I didn't actually grab this, I should have. Uh, Jez Gordon stated that Toys for Bob, they're, do, they're not shut down. <laughs> so right now, we don't really know what Toys for Bob is doing. We haven't gotten any comment from Toys for Bob or Microsoft or Activision, any situation like that, so we kind of are they're just kind of sitting in a limbo state where their studio is shut down, but we don't know if the actual, like, company is completely gone, which, if it was, I'd be fucking pissed off, because I have no idea why you would shut down one of your best studios like nothing, because Crash think, 4 was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think it's
1: shut down, like, completely in the next, like, year. I think they're going to be moved to different places through remote work. They're... Like They to their studio. There's not much
2: left. My heart... I have so little faith in the industry, but my heart believes in some way Toys for Bob will continue living. Because <laughs> they are one of the best studios that Activision had. They were the ones I was most excited for under this. Maybe they would get more games. Maybe they'd make a banjo game. But no, let's just get rid of them. They're Apparently, won't. like, they just... or just keep them on Call of Duty support. Ever. I don't know I'm sick of this, this I, I, genuine
4: I think to Go chime ahead. in just a little bit I I mean granted yeah we don't really know what the state of the company is but yeah it kind of this kind of goes into because you don't have it on the docket but um the FTC kind of investigating the Activision Blizzard layoffs that you know, Microsoft made after the merger and like hey you guys said that they were going to be independent and why are there these redundancy layoffs and Xbox claims that these are always going to happen like Activision planned on doing these anyway because they were a company that was struggling and everyone's doing layoffs and I don't think Activision was just magically not going to lay off people um, so I don't know you know I don't know if Xbox had a decision in that. I don't know if they're allowed to save it. But at the same time, I think um, the death knell for this company already kind of happened when they were, like, after Crash 4, they're like, nope, you're on Call of Duty now. Like, I'm sure people tried to leave or, like, you know, the the studio heads, like, kind of, you know, in the same way that, like, uh, Arcane wasn't the same after Redfall, uh, like, because they just went in a direction that the people who made the actual games they wanted to make couldn't make those anymore. Like, I think the same thing um, might have happened here. I, you know, I don't know, uh, but it does kind of seem like it doesn't even if Toys for Bob lives, I really doubt it's the people that actually made that studio that studio,
2: if that makes sense. It sucks. <laughs> I'm Sorry, so wolf. mad right now. No, I I don't know. I get your point. I, I think um there from what I can assume, leadership is still there. A lot of the people that the di- the guy who directed Crash 4, I think, is still there. I don't know. I just want some comment from somebody. Again, we talked about Microsoft communication not being very nice. So I would just like somebody to state, hey, we're still around, or nope, actually they did go away. Such a talented studio, completely fucking gutted for no fucking reason. Thanks, Bobby Kotick Next one, um, this is from uh, this is from Gamatsu. Uh, Square Enix plans major reform of game development structure. Uh, Salamana had this. Square Enix is undergoing a drastic review of its development structure with the aim of improving the quality of its title. Bloomberg reports Square Enix representative director and president Takashi Kiryu said during the company's financial report call for analysts on February 5th. Kiryu reportedly outlined a plan to reduce outsource development and focus on in-house large-scale game development in order to improve game quality and profit margins. Quote, we are performing a zero-based review to determine what kind of organizational structure is necessary to realize the contents of our pipeline and which approach is best Gary said specifics about the new structure will not be announced until spring at the earliest he added so what this kind of outlines from what we can assume Square wants to focus on bigger titles which maybe this will mean they won't release like 20 games like they did in 2022 if you guys remember that (laughs) I (laughs) I don't I think this is
1: only a good thing like this is great news they're definitely I think they took they're taking notes from Capcom and now Sega, trying to figure like not like stretch yourselves too thin, focus on some quality titles instead of putting out like various day life. So I th- I think this is all good news, and I think
2: okay okay let's calm down. Various state life, that's a goatee contender right there. It's like I know the is.
1: um president was kind of like we were there were questions because he had like a very AI focused um beginning of year letter, and I honestly think that's just like. Big words to kind of like make headlines and make shareholders happy, because everything else this guy's done has pretty much had a positive impact, so I think he knows what he's doing.
2: I'm curious what this means. I mean, what my fear is that they're kind of just gonna focus on like oh okay, or real we're just gonna make like Final Fantasy games and like maybe a remake I mean, <laughs> or a, no. a, a dragon quest yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't obviously you need you need to scale back in some ways but like i hope this doesn't mean it's like oh no more octopath or no more like live alive well, stuff
1: I like i don't think it's that and we know they're like propping up the mana game like i think that's kind of like the big first game kind of doing this cuz we know they were trying to like prop up some other ip to become like triple a status and that's what mana looks to be so i think it's everything sounds pretty good and i do think we still get octopath games well, that studio did get bought by the FromSoft Bandai. I don't know how that works. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Katakawa. I still think we get the Live Alive. Because from everything, the team behind those inter- like games are constantly in interviews, and they're always super energetic, having ideas, so I don't think they yeah, stop anytime soon. I, mean, I, I think they even
2: said I, they're going to have a lot of announcements this year. Listen, if, if, just let's stop with the various date lives of the world. <laughs> we don't need that at least just get better names like jesus christ various daylight um next wait hold on yeah go for it it, it.
4: uh do you think this signals that they because you know in years past uh especially when the acquisition and merger talks were a lot bigger um was that you know they sold off um who was it crystal dynamics right um
1: yeah they sold off and, their western studios
4: right they they sold off their western studios and they kind of and people were calling it like oh they're starting to try and look presentable or you know whatever word you want to call it you know ripe for ap- acquisition right do you think this change in strategy signals like hey we actually don't want to get acquired let's really focus on making the studio profitable without outside help or, or whatever and, what and maybe this is like I a think, signal that we... they're keeping it
1: yeah, what I think happened was there was talks, and honestly, they probably maybe even gotten pretty close. But something fell through, and that led to the previous president leaving and then bringing in this new guy. And obviously, I think they stay independent for at least a while now.
2: Definitely agree with Bench. I think they were like, very close to getting acquired by somebody. I don't know who that somebody is, whether it's a Sony, whether it's a Tencent, but I don't know. It's just like... they, they There was clearly some like, final thing that's decided, never mind. Because you look at, like, everything. They were clearly, like, shaving off studios. Like, they shaved off their entire Western division just so that they could get acquired and then proceeded to just not get acquired. So maybe they, right now they're kind of like, okay, if we're not going to be acquired, let's just try to focus on, like, making profitable games instead of releasing, like, 30 games at once.
1: Yeah, I think everything looks good, so. Should be sure. Square. And if they end up, like... Square, honestly, they've released good games. I think just, like, their brand has been on the downside as a whole. But if they, like, try and do their, like, Capcom era and go into what Sega's doing, kind of, like, that strategy, I think it's only good things, and I'm excited for it.
2: Hey, man, you know, maybe we could give Konami their Capcom era, right, guys? (laughs) Uh, Why does Konami have my favorite IPs? I gotta gotta start liking, like, normal franchises. Uh, Final news story. Uh, I was told I can only read this if I do it in a pirate accent by Fusion, so. Yar, Ubisoft CEO... (laughs) I'm not doing this. Ubisoft CEO defends Skull and Bone. I can't do a pirate voice!
3: Dude, I thought (laughs) that was pretty good. You were nailing it for a minute there. Okay.
2: Ubisoft CEO defends Skull and Bone's $70 price despite its live service leanings. Dutch calls it
3: You're quadruple kind of like A. <laughs>
5: it's three accents in once, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
3: Really it, there was a little Captain Price in there, like I felt like I was going into like a like costume. Australian
4: for a second, yeah. <laughs> we got Victorian.
2: My Chris Scullion at BGC. That was pretty good. good. That's During a, okay, <laughs> a Q&I session.
0: That, was, that wasn't bad. During you, a Q Q and you slipped back to Australian there.
2: During a q session as part of a conference call discussing Ubisoft's Q3 sales for its fiscal year 2024, one caller pointed out that Skull & Bones now appears to be taking a more live-service approach. Yarrr. The game's year-one roadmap was recently published. The caller asked Ubisoft why has insisted for charging $70 for the game. More replied with an assertion that Skull & Bones deserves to be a full price game because of its scale. You, quote, you will see that Skull and Bones is a fully-fledged game. Arr. He said it's a very big game, and we feel that people will see how fast and complete that game is. It's a really full, triple, quadruple, yaw! A game that will deliver in the lock. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the news story. Shiver sure. okay, me
3: timbers. That was, good. Yeah, that was good. We should cast you for the game. Like, why are you in there? Oh! <laughs> Oh.
4: Oh. <laughs> that was that
3: was so good wait this game is 70 dollars yeah it's 70 dollars that's insane
4: uh did you not just hear Eves? it's quadruple a fusion you <laughs> no.
2: get what you're you paying pay for, for the
0: quadruple a that's insane okay,
2: if you look at the quote he was clearly talking out of his ass because he's like it's really a full triple quadruple a game he's just trying to gas it up for the investors man <laughs> oh, oh man that
3: how is Helldivers through 40 bucks, but this game is 70? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. They believe. They believe. This game is dead, right? Like, there's no way
0: this... I can't like, wait two weeks from now when we report game. on how little it sells.
1: Yeah, Wolf, well, I know you're not going to be playing it because you're going to be busy with Mario and Donkey Kong. It's I'm not like, buying that.
3: I don't know if you guys saw gameplay recently. of like, cause i looked at like... the, I looked at gameplay of the beta that's happening. And it's just yeah, like... there's a beta going on right now. Everything they've... Did they made it like they made it more Assassin's Creed, like when you're off the boat? But the thing is, I still don't understand why their entire thing was just like strictly boat combat. Like, I get that's probably a big part of your pirate game, but like, why is there actually nothing else? Like, you're not using a sword or a gun, there's nothing else. It is just the boat the, combat
0: from Assassin's Creed. Literally, the only reason this game exists was because this black flag got really popular, and every a lot of people said, I really like the ship combat in that. So, Ubisoft said okay, let's make our own ship combat game, because Black Flag was so popular, like, particularly the ship combat. Literally I the only they reason also why this game exists. Well, but they also, also to... It. Yeah, the, I think that's the thing, is that this
4: they couldn't cancel it, and it went through so many revisions. I bet you there was a revision where there was, like, on-land action, or, like, it got a little more in-depth, and then it got out of their control, it and then they... And the, and yeah, it like it it so they just were like, you know what? Screw it, just ship combat. We just need to get this fucking game out.
3: Because for a while, no, no. when they first showed that you couldn't get off the boat at all, but now you can get off the boat, but it's only when you're at your ports. And like, I will say, I'm not impressed by the cutscene because they're very Assassin's Creed-ish. I think they're a little better than Assassin's Creed. But there was a moment when I was watching where like he went and did his mission. He came back to the port, talked to a few people, and he talked to like the lead pirate guy, like the captain. And there was like an actual cutscene. At this like planning table, basically a war room, like they were actually sitting there and they were talking. And like it was, it was like a, it was more scene ish and like more story than I thought this Skull and Bones game was ever going to offer. And also, like T Point bump about like, oh, just ship
2: it, just get it let it out. <laughs> they would have released it by now. Why do they keep delaying it then? <laughs> like, I just don't understand the strategy with this game. Like, if you want to just ship it, then why didn't you ship it on its initial release date?
3: This was because God of War came out. (laughs) This needs to be on Game Pass.
2: So okay, okay, because God of War came out, and then it had a March release date, and it still got delayed like a full year. (laughs) So I don't
4: know. Okay, Okay, question though for the for the panel: Do we think this game reviews better than Suicide Squad?
3: Yes.
0: No. I actually do. I actually do. I I do too. That's the crazy thing. (laughs) Really?
5: I I,
0: there were. I think there were. I think it's gonna hit for certain people. Like, there's gonna be some people who. Find what it like, what it has, and it'll be good at what it does, and that's it.
3: <laughs> I will say, like, I was surprised by some of these YouTube comments, where like people were like, "This is what I wanted." Like, this is just a this is a pirate ship MMO. Like, people were into what I was watching. I was like, "This is your classic Assassin's Creed without assassins." Like, this is just that's what it looked like to me. But like, there was people on these YouTube comments, like a ton of YouTube comments that were like, seemed like they were really into whatever Skull and Bones is actually about to be.
4: Yeah, some of the preview coverage was actually kind of positive. So, yeah, I, I it would be crazy if that were the case, but it
0: kind of seems like it might be. It's gonna find its niche audience, and their and that niche audience, I think, is gonna enjoy it.
3: Yeah, like it only has to be like a fifty-eight or something. Like I don't like. I mean, it's like a sixty-three right now. Yeah. Like it. It's gotta just be like. Like, I could 100% see this gave me like, a straight 70 on OpenCritic. Like, like, people are just like, it's fine. Six or a seven. Like, it was just like, it took them seven years. It's just a fine video game. Like, I don't, Ubisoft usually releases at least pretty polished games. There, there's never, like, game-breaking bugs or anything. So I could see Skull and Bones running really well and looking really good because Ubisoft games look really well. It's just like, will the gameplay loop be enough for most people? Probably not. But it will probably be good enough for most reviewers to just throw a seven on it.
4: Yeah, I uh, I still think that Microsoft has the possibility of doing the funniest thing ever and just being like, hey, see if Thieves drops the day before on PlayStation. <laughs> just <laughs>
2: decimate the potential audience for it. Heinous. Well, Skull and Bones, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm glad that we I got to do my little pirate accent. Which apparently was Captain Price and Australian too. So, I don't that's
3: know, there was very Captain Price in <laughs> there. Go all
2: over the place. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, now, I do want to do it a little differently. I want kind of a Persona 3 reload update because um, a lot of, apparently, all of us dropped it. I wasn't even playing it. I dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Fusion, I do want to talk to you first. You just decided fully after the episode, like,
3: not for me. Yeah, because I remember last week on the podcast. I went into it, and I was like, I was like five hours in at the time, and I gave my thoughts, and I'm like, like, this is my first Persona game, point blank, like, it was my first try at this stuff, and so, like, I was five hours in last week, and I wasn't super into it, but I was like, hopefully I can play more. The next day, I put, like, another five hours in on that Saturday, got to a, like, the quote unquote, the big boss fight, or like, a little past that big boss fight that I had, and I was like, it just still didn't hit for me and then i was asking like dark and people here i'm like is this the rest of the game for 70 hours And a minute they all said yes i said okay that's enough for me like it was just this game was too long i'm not i'm not saying the game's bad at all i see why people like the persona games i see why people like persona 3 but for what i want for my video game if this was a 20 hour experience i probably could have been like okay i'll stick around for the next 10 to 15 hours and get through it but i'm not sitting here for 70 hours in a gameplay loop that I did not fully enjoy
2: that's a totally understandable take to have i mean
3: this is definitely not like it's not for everyone i'm just glad you gave it at least a shot and said you know what yeah this isn't my thing but i understand why people like it. this is when i give x flash credit and i'm like this is like this is why i like game pass as a service because i never use game pass ever but when i do use game pass it's usually for these scenarios where it's like this game's seventy dollars but i can try it on game pass because i would be Furious if I spent $70 on Persona. I probably wouldn't have dropped it. I would have convinced myself to keep playing. I would be like $70. If I spent $70 on Persona 3 Reload, I would have forced myself for the next 70 hours. But it's nice to be like, I only spent $10 on PC Game Pass, got to try it out for 10 hours, and like, I'm good. I'm happy with what I did. Uh, Bench,
2: you also dropped Persona 3.
3: I
1: did not drop it, I set it aside, and I'll go into details why. I was about thirty hours into Persona three, and well, it I still think it I was having like a nine out of ten fun time with it. The story just wasn't hitting the highs currently that I wanted it to hit. and I hear here it like was just just about to get there in a couple hours. So I didn't want to like start disliking the game, so I set it aside and I'll beat it sometime before rebirth. But I mean, like yeah, I, I just think Persona five, while it ha- doesn't have like the continuous story that three may have. I do think having those individual character arcs in the dungeons just makes the constant narrative more engaging than having this, like, slow burn that may hit whenever I get... whenever it really starts to run. But currently, it's just... it was kind of a slog to get through. But the combat's great, and I'm definitely... I know a lot of people don't like Tartarus, honestly. Like, I was having fun with it, so...
2: Uh, and Moon, you're also... You're you're the only one who didn't drop it of the people playing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... I'm actually booting up the Xbox right now. Why are you taking so long to boot up? I want to see how many hours I'm at. Um, but it's, I definitely agree with Tartarus being the worst thing. Uh, like, I still enjoy the day-to-day... Not, granted, not day-to-day, but, like, the actual individual combat. When I'm actually, like, in the combat and the boss fights, when they put up a good fight, is actually very entertaining for me. So the actual, like, nitty-gritty combat I still enjoy, but just the wandering of the mindless dungeon of Tartarus... Uh, is just not doing it for me So I'm hoping that story picks up I'm enjoying the, the little nitty gritty uh, Plots with everybody Like I'm yeah, enjoying sure. the social links that I'm doing Granted, I've ignored like half of them But the that half that I bad. am doing I'm enjoying and I can't wait to actually Spend time with my teammates Because that's one of my biggest downsides Like There are all these cool characters that are on my team But I'm not hanging out with them I'm hanging out with all these random other losers That I've come across in my school life It's like, why am I hanging with these guys? Why is my Xbox taking so long to boot up?
1: I just started the Yukari social link whenever I left
0: off. Uh, Ah, I want to start that.
1: What month are you? Because I left off mid-September. And Dark says it picks up in early October.
0: (laughs) If my Xbox would ever boot up, I would tell you. I just added the dog to the party.
1: Oh, yeah, you're like five or six hours behind me.
0: So, but I'm enjoying his story. I'm enjoying the story that we got. Like, the little... Bits of story that we get are is good But there's a lot of time in between those story yeah. bits
1: <laughs> Like I think 5 really excelled with having Balancing you everything this, out Balancing everything out, yeah
0: Yeah, so I'm just gonna say now Persona 3 is still a good game But it's right now out of the 3 Persona 3, 4, and 5 is definitely the weakest out of the 3 I haven't played Maybe four. the story will I... pick up at the end And maybe at least the story will be better than 4 But at least 4's combat was a little bit more bearable than this it's so but five will still reign supreme like it's it does everything correct
2: that that's my plan moon yeah i want to get to this game eventually because i do i love persona but like my plan i i I was tired of all these persona four and three fans saying like this is better than five and it felt good beating persona four where i was like i beat it i was like this is great but it's not better than five. So now I get to do that with three. I get to shut the, all those Persona Three and Four fans up. It's gonna feel real good, buddy. Just <laughs> wait. Oh, yeah, it's when, like... when six is better than five. And we there
1: all There was a it. time
0: when I when before Persona Three came out that I was like, huh, maybe it will be better than Persona is like nope. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Six like maybe you can it. argue the story is better in three than five, but as a overall package of a game, five is better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you hear that persona 3 fans you're still alone go to bed alone
0: you, okay so i'm 30 forks. hours in i'm 30 hours in it's august 24th that's where i am okay
2: um so uh, okay bench I'll, I'll let you talk because you, you you you're itching to talk about yakuza yeah. well i mean i also
1: beat the last of us 2 remastered which is just a masterpiece of the game for s- somehow some way Fusion is right about something, so I go out and give him credit. That is too. insane. <laughs> but, it. You know,
3: I'll take the insult and compliment honestly. <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, I mean, just I don't want to talk about it too much because Bop isn't even like halfway through it yet. But yeah, just like the combat is just incredible. The combat encounters, set pieces, story, characters, like just everything is like top notch and like better than Last of Us One in pretty much every way. Like I don't think Last of Us One's a masterpiece. It's probably nine out of ten. But 2 is a masterpiece and, like, a magical experience.
2: It, Fusion gets... Fusion, I remember when you beat it and you said that, and Fusion was like, finally, someone who understands, oh, good, the last... Oh, I got haters, I mean... yeah, No, because me and Moon are like, we like the game, but we're just ignored.
1: <laughs> no, you no, like no. the game, you don't love the game. That's the problem. Oh, be wrong.
3: I,
2: I love that <laughs> comment.
3: That's all I game, know. Though. Shout out Mavi in the Discord who was like, he was talking about, I think it was Metal Gear or something. He was talking about like some of the best stealth action of all time, and he just left. The last of was part two off, and I was like, okay. He yeah. said well, something. I, mean, I was like, okay, okay. He's probably okay. never played best, it to be um, honest.
2: Have you played MGS five?
3: No, I'm not saying it's better than. That. I'm saying okay, he okay, was okay, like okay. he was naming games with really good self-combat. Like he named the Plague Tale games before he last that was as. Oh like, come on! He, come hasn't on played. It. he hasn't
2: played it. <laughs> I wouldn't give up too much shit for that.
1: And then I guess I've also also saved Yakuza zero for last. But I've been playing Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. Picked that up today, and I beat oh, all like so
2: good. I so good. beat.
1: Final Fantasy VII, the seven like series, and then Seven Remake, all three of those routes, and it just got me hyped for Rebirth. So I mean, the, I bought all the DLC as well because it was finally at a price. I'm like, okay, I can give fifty bucks for everything. It was half off, so I mean, I'm just loving it. It's going to be a game I just play a couple levels here and there and really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to that. And I will uh, say,
4: what what uh what difficulty level are you like? What number have you like figured? Like, okay, this is Good enough to where i'm not getting my ass kicked
1: i'm just i'm gonna go through the pretty much the story mode in quotation marks on the like the simple difficulty and then i'll go back to the songs i actually
2: like and try and get good at them okay so you got you gotta that's like one of three final fantasy games i enjoy <laughs> i and love then, that game
1: boppy you don't have to leave because i only played it for 30 minutes but i did play 30 minutes of the rebirth demo and I pretty much, before like even major combat encounters, like, okay, set the controller down, delete this. I need to experience this first time on February 29th because this is going to be a magical experience. Just like, I can't wait. wait. 29th?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Leap day. It's coming coming out on a leap? On a of course. Leap. Of yeah, course, yeah. course yeah, it's, coming it's coming out on a leap. Day. Come on, dude. Like,
4: that is the most <laughs> obvious thing that could
2: have ever happened with this game. Wait, so, how does that handle, like, when it's like the one-year anniversary of that game. Do we celebrate yeah. now on the 28th or the 1st yeah. of March? Yeah. yeah. So you both. wait until 2028, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, I, <laughs> did watch, I did watch the state of play, and I'll just say, like, this has potential to be best game of all time in that like conversation. Like, I can't wait for this game. He like, it looks amazing. absolutely... No, but, like... I just can't wait. It's going to be so good, because the game's also massive as well, so it's going to be fun.
2: I'm excited. That map looks fun
0: sick. I, also also I don't think they did. showed it all.
1: I don't think they showed it all either, so.
2: What are you going to say, man?
0: I was going to say, I did also start the demo, but I just don't know if I was in the right mindset for it, but I just kind of lost interest. I think I got, yeah, about a half hour in, did a couple fights, and I'm just like, you know what, maybe I won't play this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I haven't deleted it. The... Don't, don't play it.
2: it.
0: I mean, maybe been but... on the demo is like,
2: the game's coming in like two weeks. Yeah, we know the game. <laughs> I can, I can
0: yeah, but I kind of want that little bonus stuff you get when you play when you finish the demo for the full Wait, game. Wait, you get
2: bonus stuff? Oh
1: shit! Yeah, there, up.
0: there's a couple things. Yeah, like, I'll look it up.
1: Like an example, like we, I think Fusion's worried about the side content in the demo. I mean, the side content in the game because there's just so much of it. But I guess this is how I'll explain it. I um, thirty. I played the demo for thirty minutes, and twenty of those minutes were me messing around with the piano mini game that only gave me one song in the demo. So, this game's going to be like
3: something truly special.
2: So it's going to be that Last of Us 2 guitar.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope. That's my one. This isn't a rebirth like thing, but it's just like that's my one concern is like, because I did watch the state of play and like, cool, this game is massive, but I'm hoping it's not massive for this purpose of being massive. Like, if you're, if you're, if it's massive and you're, I'm not hating on Final Fantasy 16, but you have 76 side quests and 70 of them are useless. Like, I really, really hope they're not going that route in Rebirth, because like I love the world, I love the characters. Don't make me hate it. Don't make me feel like I'm no. grinding the side stuff. No, I think they, they're they very competent in what the uh,
1: feeling you're supposed to have when you leave Midgar is with the, from the original Final Fantasy 7. So I don't think you need to worry about anything.
2: Did you like the side quests in 7 Remake Fusion? Because I don't even remember them. They're, I don't remember
0: them. Yeah, you, don't, you're not, yeah, remember you don't remember them because yeah, they're okay, very that fine. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my
3: issue. So if they're going to give me... And and seven I think there's... In Remake, I think there's like 20, 17 or 20, it's either 17 or 27 side quests. I forget what number. I think it ends in a 7. But there's not that many because they're pretty quick. My concern is if you're going to give me these exact level of side content, but instead now it's 70 of them, that's going to be an issue well, there, for me. I think they're a lot going to be a lot more fleshed out because I think with Remake, they put
1: side content in there because it was kind of mandatory because I mean, you're hardly in a hub area. It's constantly moving in 7, so you don't have a whole lot of time and you have to like to play those side quests you have to go back to a chapter select if you missed them and we've that's been confirmed to not be the case you'll never be gated off from side content no matter what story thing goes down so and they've quoted like Wisher three and horizon as being big inspiration so i think i think we're in good hands
4: also for what it's worth i think the most memorable mini games inside content was an in integrate so that only goes to show that um they they worked on it, and and they got better the longer the game was out. Or
2: Condor, baby. That
4: stuff was so good.
1: Yeah, so, I mean... That just, was awesome. It's almost going to be here. It's this month. Can't believe it. And then I've also... I started Yakuza 0, which was the beginning of my long road on the Yakuza journey to get to Infinite Wealth sometime next year. So, I mean, Yakuza 0, I'm 13 you or need 14... need the votes
2: for Soggy's, I was
1: Bench. about to say, we need the votes Fast for Soggy's track.
0: next this year. I don't know <laughs> if I can... Could... I think, was, I
1: think zero I think zero is one of the longer Yakuza games I think so, seven yeah. and eight. So I think I could blast not blast through, but like keep different pace because I'm yeah. like thirteen, fourteen hours in, and this game has doesn't even feel like it started yet. I just got access to this like real estate mini game, and there's like dual protagonists. and I'm only in chapter five, and I looked in there's seventeen chapters, like, come on, this game is crazy, and, like, I helped, like, a Michael Jackson and Steven Spielberg, like,
2: lookalikes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that side quest! so good! <laughs> Dude, that game, yeah. Yakuza is the master of side content. Like, no other franchise has good, better side content than Yakuza, in my opinion. Like, genuinely, every side quest feels just as, like, fleshed out as most games, like, main quests.
1: I mean, I've done karaoke, I spent an hour at the blackjack table, I did disco, like, this game is just Hit me in all the right places. The combat I like, the story I'm just invested in. Like I need to know what the what this empty lot is, what the all the characters behind what's going on. It's I'm very invested. Like I need to play more of
2: this now. No, I mean like well, I'll get into it when I get to what I'm playing. But like playing Infinite Wealth, I'm like. I'm gonna play through all the Yakuza because game's fuck it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going back to zero. I, I I love that fucking story. I love that side content. Real Estate Royale, the Cabaret yeah. Club. It's heinous even, how much shit they give you in that game to do.
1: I haven't even start gotten access to like the Cabaret Club, so I'm very oh, excited dude. to see where it that goes. Like some stuff, crazy story stuff happened when I played last, so like I'm looking forward to Wolf. Do you think what chapter did you leave
2: off in Zero? Uh, I think, like, chapter 12 or 13. I was about 36. That's crazy. crazy. I was close. I know. I know. I was really close. I, I'm going back. I will go back. I'm doing... You, think you play I'm, them all. I'm going to, like, watch... A, not a recap, but, like, I'm going to, like, watch a YouTube playthrough of the game up to the point where I was at, and I'm going to go back, because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm playing Infinite Wealth. I'm like, I need to know everything now. I'm I'm invested now.
1: <laughs> do you think yeah. you play them all? Yes. I'm gonna And they're do. all on Game Pass, I, might as I, well. I'm, you need oh, no, i'm
2: gonna i'm gonna buy that playstation collection
1: baby yeah i i i own them all besides 8 i even bought like Gaiden, so i am I'm, I'm in for the long haul big i'm ready covers. to this is i mean so they're on sale all the games. time
4: yeah they do sure. go for pretty cheap uh i, I just know somewhere you know, like, cyber is smiling on this conversation yeah. right now
1: <laughs> yeah so like i'm in it for the long haul i'm gonna try and like average at least maybe like once a month for the next couple months so i'm
2: fast track We need those good, votes dude. Oh. As,
0: you can, as you can tell, we are all aiming to get Infinite Wealth as our soggy game of the year this year. But, Wolf, you need oh, stop, you need to do something
1: for me. You need to play Judgment and Lost Judgment. Those games are incredible. Uh,
2: you're uh, a lawyer who kicks ass, you solve crime... I thought you were, thought you were an undercover cop. You're a you're lawyer. A lawyer. I it's the beat 'em up combat, that's the thing. <laughs>
1: but it's good! And the side content's good, like Judgment and Jud- Lost Judgment are just incredible. Like, I... Lost Judgment has like the one of my favorite like thing story like tropes of being like, it's like not black or white, it's gray, and you're kind of like there's no right decision in the end, and everything. And then Judgment's just like it's an incredible story from start to finish. The mystery, the reveals, just all. And it sucks. We're probably never gonna get a third one. I didn't do all (laughs) the side content like I should have in Judgment Lost Judgment. I like main tracked most of it. In like twenty hours.
2: Wait, you think they're uh, not gonna make another one? Oh wait, because uh, the actor—I yeah. forgot. Hopefully, <laughs> things. Get I mean, revolved. they could probably get a different actor. Maybe no, because it's the main character.
3: I mean, like, just Is say,
2: it, oh, he got facial reconstruction surgery. <laughs> it's not—it's not even the voice. It's like what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. He got facial reconstruction. surgery. Uh, so I mean, they judging... changed mile
4: or. Uh, <laughs> peter parker's character i mean it's not yeah like that's that's a different the person. craziest thing like <laughs> i can see it i
1: but... will say it's gonna be i hear guidance also pretty good so i'm looking forward to that bought mm. that on sale recently so no they're they're
4: from that what i hear definitely they're... the weakest
2: of all of them Gaiden? uh yeah the man who erased his name uh oh wait Am I yeah you're okay I was about to say you... wait
5: am I <laughs>
4: thinking of that what was the like the weird like Isshin. yes, okay, sorry. Yes, I from get what I heard. Them confused. Ishin was the 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 weakest one in the franchise. From what
1: I'm saying, everyone who watches the Gaiden ending like dies and cries and stuff gotcha. I, from
2: what I heard, everyone hates um or not hates, but like four and five are considered the weakest Yakuza games. I'm
1: still going to play on though because I'm stubborn.
4: Also, Bench, quick word of warning, and I guess for you too, Wolf, because um, I have a distinct memory of this. Uh, the ending cutscene of Zero is no joke like an hour or Let's, close to oh it. My God. Let's so, fucking go. So make sure you are not trying to beat that game t- at two in the morning like I did because I passed out. Woke up was like holy shit, this is still going. So uh, be careful. You're me, out. You're Listen, me out the game even
2: more. I lived through the MGS4 ending. <laughs> that's <laughs> I yeah, do it
4: uh, That's yeah. That's literally what I
2: was. Yeah, like be, just be prepared. So
4: well,
1: yeah. I, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm he- very much looking forward to going through this series. And I, you do say Ishin is a weak point, but I'll, once I'm like caught up, it's definitely something I'm gonna check out because that era of Japan and just like the Yakuza like goofiness and stuff. I'll be there. Yeah. So, uh, speaking so of update because...
0: on that. Well, oh. you said you wanted to know how long Judgment was. Judgment averages about 27 and a half hours for the main story. Lost Judgment's even shorter at 24 hours. Even though the completionist <laughs> version is 100 hours. What the fuck is in that well, game? I can, let Do you me you tell not you understand
2: well, how much side content there is in Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I can
1: tell you uh, on Lost Judgment, at least, in a couple sentences. You get put in a high school, and you have to beat up high school bullies. You just beat up children.
2: Wait, wait, do you think that's my, like, dream in life?
0: Well, <laughs> we <We're laughs> really, do want a bully sequel, so...
2: No, well, no, no, this is not the same. Now, now I'm now more akin to not play this game, because it's wow. like, you're telling me it's not bully? <laughs> not, I don't um, even know what bully I, I, is. I, I,
0: hey, if you're a little kid I right. you haven't played it. And also, regarding the... Uh, the Bonus thing you get for playing the demo for uh rebirth uh, you get a Kubo charm and a survival set, but nothing worth yeah. your time. Oh,
1: that's lame. Also, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but it says here you don't it says you don't have to complete the thing, you just have to have a save data on your PlayStation, oh, so I'll cool. probably get it. You get it
1: save
2: Bob, do you like Bully?
0: Uh, I haven't played enough of it, but I
2: liked what ah. I played with it. Let's get some more people on Bully. Um, me, speaking of Yakuza, I've been playing Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, and uh, I'm still playing it. I, I I stopped playing Tekken for it. I guess that kind of shows how fucking much I've been addicted to this game. This is just... I, I kind of said it's like there's no shot. It's not in my top five by the end of this year. Now I'm kind of in the situation where I don't even think it's going to... like. I think it's a top three, if not my game of the year, like already certified. <laughs> Everything about this game has just been... a full improvement over like a dragon in every possible factor the characters are just as incredible as ever i think every single one of them is given even more like even more time to shine than even in like a dragon and especially the new characters where I have to deal with like brand new characters and usually that's always kind of a tough thing for JRPGs because it's like, oh, I like the old characters but I'm already in love with these brand new characters especially right now at the point I am in the story where they're given even more development even 70 hours in which I'm currently at right now and that's purely because I am so obsessed with the side content. Every chapter I'm sitting around doing Sugimon battles which is literally just a Pokemon minigame and then you have this whole thing called Dondoko Island where I just spent 10 hours straight just playing that mini game, just grinding it out. It is effectively an Animal Crossing equivalent, but in Yakuza form. And it is some of the most addicting gameplay I've ever played in any game, really. And Ichimon just continues to be just a phenomenal protagonist. And Kiryu, who is someone I've, you know, somewhat acquainted with, but not to the level that other Yakuza fans are. I absolutely have been invested in the storyline that he is given in this game. And I, I can't really say much else about Infinite Wealth that hasn't been said already, but it's just like, to me, it is that top tier of JRPG where I am not like, I, I like JRPGs a lot, but I'm not to the level of like Darker Bench or a lot of other people where it's like their preferred genre. I, I enjoy the genre, but like there are just specific ones that really speak out to me stuff like Earthbound, Live Alive, Persona 5, and now Infinite Wealth, where it's like that is that upper echelon of JRPGs. And I mean, like straight up the combat is so much better in this game where like a dragon, it was always just kind of like good enough, but now like it genuinely with the circle system and like the proximity bonuses and every single time you level up your friends, your friendship with these characters, you get more and more tools given into you in battle. Absolutely love all that. It is unironically, like I really do think this is what, Um, RGG is, like, kind of view as their magnum opus. They want to utilize this game to show, like, all the skills they have learned. Also, Hawaii as a setting is fucking awesome. (laughs) I think people will get a really big kick out of a lot of the, like, actual social issues that they really tackle. It's not just like, oh, Hawaii is this wonderland. Like, there is genuine issues in Hawaii that they very much outline in a very mature and responsible way. And I I really just can't say much else about the game that I haven't already. It's an absolute S-tier video game. And I'm again I'm seventy hours in. I'm on like chapter ten of like I think fourteen. I haven't gotten an exact number of the amount of chapters in that game. But it I'm, I'm like kinda trying to do like main track the story, but like now I, I keep getting distracted. It just like that genuinely shows just how strong the side content is where I keep wanting to do it instead of the main story, which I also love. So yeah, I I highly recommend it. Get get to infinite wealth as soon as you can. Um Fusion, you had you played a couple of other games after our little um your little Persona three depression. <laughs> you wanna tell me about Bioshock?
3: Yeah, dude, this game I'm like seventeen years late, but it's sick. You know like really? I'm pretty sure the first game was what, two thousand seven? Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. And like obviously I played the remaster version which came out in like I think fourteen or fifteen, so at least I like it had a new like decently upgraded visuals like xbox one ps4 era but like i really like this game like i would not spoil it at all i've never been spoiled on the Bioshock franchise so like the twists and turns in this game like still hit for me all these years later which was cool Like there's just certain stuff story like telling wise that was awesome like my favorite thing about this entire game is the environments and like the story being told through the environment you pick a lot of diaries up in this game and like text logs and like things like that that tells the story but it just it just fits with the world and, like, the style of the world and everything that's happening around it. Um, The gameplay, like, I don't know if people are, like, in love with the Bioshock 1 gameplay. I thought it was fine. Like, there was times where I thought it was more fun than others. Like, it just depended on, like, I felt like at times the enemy UI, I mean, not UI, AI, I thought yeah. the en- enemy AI, like, at times were just, like, kind of frustratingly, like, annoying where they didn't they didn't like even on like hard. I'm pretty sure what I was playing on, where it's just like I'd be hitting one like multiple times with a wrench and like nothing, with, like they would just stand there and take it. I'm like, that's kind of annoying, but like I understand it's an older game. And one of the biggest things was like Moon Pride knows best because he loves the Bowshot game, but the alarm system pissed me off multiple times. It's like, the worst <laughs> thing in the
0: games, but yes. I think if that's the point though, it's supposed to be yeah. like the worst thing.
3: That alarm system, no matter what I did, I always had to look for a camera to destroy because I'm like, yeah. The minute I Uh, set the
0: camera? uh, Wait till you get to infinite.
3: (laughs) It's like for the next 90 seconds, I'm just tracked. Like, the enemy AI sucks, and so you have these cameras that are chasing you with miniguns on them, and there's nothing you can do. (laughs) You're just like, you're on the full sprint away, where I felt like at times it led to extra chaos that wasn't needed, where like, I just want to explore this area and take it in and like kill the enemies that are there. But because next thing I know I set the alarm off, I'm like, ru- I am like, feel like I'm now rushing through the level. Like, instead of taking my time and looking through stuff, next thing I know I'm being chased by security drones, that I'm not taking my time in some of these levels because I'm on a full-on sprint for my life or I'm genuinely going to die. <laughs> like, the, I'm not going to be able to kill these things. So, like, that was a little frustrating. But overall, yeah, I think Bioshock's a really good game. Like, I, I love the story. I'm like, I'm excited to get to the other ones. I think... I was like, do I jump right into Bioshock 2? But I decided not to, obviously, when I talk about my next game, because I was like, I like the combat enough, but I don't know if I like the combat enough to play, like, three straight Bioshock games back-to-back-to-back. I was like, I'm going to get myself.
0: Yeah, the combat is not really what most people praise about it. I mean, it's good, and for for what it is and what it does, yeah, it's good, but it's not like, oh, yeah, you play Bioshock for the gameplay. It's like, no, you're playing it for the world world and the story. Yeah, I did not want
3: to catch myself up and, like, too much Bioshock at once because I was like I don't want to like end up starting Infinite and being fresh off two Bioshock games. I know Infinite's a little longer than the rest I don't want to be like dreading this series all of a sudden so I would just like spread it I out like i didn't I think you can at least play things. 1 and
0: 2 back to back but yeah you need some time off to play 3 I also think
2: uh, Bioshock 1 has like one of the best openings in gaming like that whole like opening sequence up yeah. until like you get to see the big daddy kill that guy. Yeah, You go really into good. Rapture, the lighthouse Fucking incredible!
3: Yeah, it's it, it, the funny thing is, uh, I just lost. I literally just said the funny thing and lost my <laughs> lost the thought. It was. Just, it really <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I don't, I like like I said, it was it was cool that I wasn't spoiled. I think I the the worst thing is, I'm pretty sure I was just spoiled on. Bioshock 2, which I won't say it here on the podcast just in case, but I'm pretty sure. Not like, probably not a huge spoiler, but like a gameplay spoiler that I had no idea. And so I was talking to my buddy a few days ago about Bioshock 1. He's like, Do you know anything about Bioshock 2? Yeah, what you guys are putting in the chat. What, do you, what about Bioshock 2? And I'm like, No, I know nothing about like Bioshock 2. And then he told me about Bioshock 2. I'm like, If someone tells you they don't know anything That's about the game, <laughs> why would you jump into it? Like, I that I don't think it's, it's not the biggest spoiler in the world. I guess I'm like, what went through your brain? Like I'm playing Bioshock 1 right now. I know nothing about Bioshock 2. Why are you now telling me about Bioshock 2? <laughs> like,
2: I don't Bioshock know. 2 wasn't Ken Levine though, so like I, I think a lot of people actually consider it kind of like the weak middle uh one of the trilogy. So it's not like
3: you yeah, got yeah, spoiled was... on like infinite.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> no, like it wasn't I
3: don't think it wasn't like it. It, it wasn't a giant spoiler anything. I think it was just more of just like, why did you like I feel like it was more like why? <laughs> like why did you tell me that?
0: Yeah, I forget but, the story behind, too, of, like, why it was made. I think it was because they were spending so long on Infinite, and obviously the hype of Bioshock, so they, like, we need to put out something else to to satiate the fans. So they got, like, some other company to make Bioshock 2. And, which is weird to think about, because there is, how long of a gap was there between Bioshock 2 and Infinite? Like, they, they worked on Infinite for a long-ass time. Yeah.
2: Three years between 2 and Infinite, and six
3: years between Infinite and 1.
0: <laughs> huh, felt longer.
3: Hmm. yeah so instead of jumping into bioshock 2 i decided to go play celeste or start celeste because i was like i was like it's been like it's been indie darling for so long and it's been on my backlog for a while i'm like okay this is the perfect time for me to jump into celeste and i'm only like two hours or so in like i'm not super far i don't think the game's long like i think i'm on chapter four i don't i don't know how many chapters are in uh, the game like but like
0: eight and a half hours
3: Okay, so yeah, like I could, like I doubt it's a, will take me that long, but I guess Bioshock took me a few days. Um, but this game is sick. I know uh, there are people here <laughs> aren't like super high on Celeste, but like, I'm no, not I'm like, like stoked about it right now, book. but like, the platforming, I did not expect it to be so hard. Like, I'm dying a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a very difficult game.
3: And I can already tell where the story is, like, leading to and, like, the way the story is talking about, like, mental health and all this other stuff. And I'm, you know that you know I eat those stories uh, up. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I've, I've like, lost
2: an ally. <laughs> I'm very
3: into Celeste right now. I want to get back to it. So hopefully tomorrow I play more. But I was, like, I was really impressed with, like, how hard the cop like, how hard the platforming was, because like I, I just it's never knew it was a considered kids. a very hard platformer. I will say there's been a few times where I'm getting real frustrated. I'm playing on the controller, on the Xbox controller. It's probably these sticks that are pissing me off. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, sometimes the
2: dash is doesn't... already close to leaving us, <laughs> man. <laughs> Listen, sometimes... we're only at two and a half. I can make it an hour <laughs> and a half
3: longer <laughs> if you want me to. Sometimes the dash just doesn't Go in the direction I want it to. It's very weird. Where it's like, I see people talk about they're playing with the D pad. I'm like, I have zero idea how you're playing with the D pad. We're like,
2: oh yeah, no, I play with the D. I played that show with the D pad. Oh, that's, I have that's no, more that's a game you have to play with the D
3: pad. No, no a D-pad. I can't. I, I can't play D pad. I did not play D pad game. Nope, I've never played a platformer with a D pad in my life. That's correct. Cra- that's wait, 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 <laughs> wait. wait, wait, one, wait. One, I would never play. That not where I was getting at. I've getting that. I don't know if I could ever play this game on. Keyboard and mouse.
4: Well, that's a different. That's yeah, a, different a lot of people were
3: telling that they said it was better on keyboard and mouse. i was like, there's no way I'm doing those jumps on the keyboard, bro. But like still, I just couldn't.
4: Like Mario, you play Wait, with the analog stick.
3: I've played like two Mario games and. Yeah. Wait, y'all played Wonder play with the, like a D-pad? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, I don't, that I don't sounds bonus. Nice. It's Toy Game. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to.
1: Nope.
2: You use the stick. Like he when he played Hollow Knight. How, do you use the analog stick? Yes, the entire time. Oh my god, god. he's
4: so crazy. How you are cra- so
2: weird. Why would I? I would no. Because I know. it's, I think it's really 2D. More.
4: Because the analog, the analog, uh, yeah. I'm especially with. I mean, 3D Mario. Yeah, I'm not talking about of that. Course. I'm talking about yeah. 2D. Yeah, side scrollers side scrolling platformers like the whole point is you have to be so precise with your inputs that um it's different
5: i guess i don't know it, yeah, yeah i mean
4: you're... yeah i honestly it's more impressive that you're doing it with the analog stick cuz it's way harder
1: no
2: i think analog stick just fusion have you right choice? have you fusion have you not even tried to tr... you just like just for a I've little tried, bit i've like, tried no, bad. The
3: i've, I've tried to debate on games like like um limbo i was just playing and like I started using the D-pad at first, and I'm just like, nah. Like I, I don't, the way I'm holding my controller, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't. I don't like the way the D-pad feels. And even okay, let me ask you this. Granted, I haven't used a D-pad in so long, so I don't know. But like back in the day, it was literally just the up, like just the four directions, right?
5: Yeah, it's always been that.
3: Well, well, I'm talking about like the Xbox One now. And there's like this little like in between. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But well, what remember. happens yes. on like on like Celeste, right? There are certain points where, like, I feel like I have to have the analog stick in a certain, like, 70-degree direction. How can you do that on a deep back? You hold up and right. You have to—wait, you hold them? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, no. I mean, you—okay, now, okay, hold on.
4: I'm going to walk this back a little bit, because now thinking about it, I did use a thumbstick for Ori, because of how yeah,
3: I you dash— yeah, how you
4: D-pad. dash and like yeah, it's a little more 3D, but like most platformers, and I feel like I, I don't know, I didn't, I guess I didn't play enough with Celeste. Like I'm using it has a very using
3: precise D-pad. dash that you have to like. I'm talking dashing at angles, like you're talking like like. I feel like I could not, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. not dash with a pad in that game. I do not see how you could do that. It. Okay, see that's crazy, Fusion. That's crazy because like I'm.
2: I'm the opposite, where I'm like, I can't imagine trying to use the analog stick for those precise dashes. <laughs> I
3: don't know. I mean, but that's what I'll get at though, because I haven't used the D-pad much, so I don't know. There's sometimes where the analog stick, I feel like I can't get this precise, like my my dash to go exactly where I want, where it starts pissing me off, where like I would stay just dash straight up or I would dash straight to the left when I genuinely need my analog stick to be at like a certain angle. I'm like, that's a little on the wing, but maybe yeah, that's, I get, that's kind yeah. of fair. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving the game. I'm like, It's been a while since I played a platformer. I think even longer, yeah, I guess what Rayman Legends was my last one, I think. And that was like last summer. So it's been quite a while. So like, I've been excited to like jump back into one. Yeah, I, I always get
2: t- labeled as a Celestator. I do really like the game a lot. I just don't Hater. think it's like oh my god (laughs) i i don't think it's like a 10 out of like i saw people put it up for game of the year in 2018 and i was like okay let's just calm down but
3: this scored very well i think
2: yeah which is like i don't know it's like a lot of nines it's a 92 it's a 92 overall i think my problem was just that they felt like the game this is a really specific issue you're gonna have to walk it with me i don't like how the levels are really long but there's like four levels like, some of these levels are like 30 plus minutes long, and yet there's like four of them. I wish they just split the levels up because the way I like my platformers is short and sweet levels. And I, I don't know, I just didn't like how like yeah. these were straight up marathons.
3: I, I will say, so far, the chapters personal. I've played. The last like minute of them, a lot of like that chase section, like where you're getting chased by something and you have to precisely. It's like the Ori runs, Bop, Where like yeah. every time, like the end of an Ori mission, like next thing you're getting chased, and it's the hardest thing of all time. <laughs> like, well, it also kind of
4: sounds like, it. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like Pizza Tower a little bit too, where the levels are really long and the last half of it, you're like on the clock and you have to get back out.
3: But I, they have a really good respawn. I mean, like because yeah. the it's way like you've played Celeste, where it's like you go in blocks basically like yes. you go in a block yeah. a block and every you're respawning all the time at that block unless it's one of those sections where you're getting chased and they make you really respawn at the very like start of it usually gotcha. so it's like those are the only annoying parts. but like, i've never it's i'm dying 200 plus times every time on these like individual chapters but it never feels really that annoying because at least i'm respawning right basically where i died like i'm having multiple chances of perfecting this compared to not all the way at the beginning like it's not like a cat mario situation or like super hard articles yeah you're
4: you're running yeah
3: you're never running back to get to where you were to like fit like hollow night like right the palace it always feels like your fault yeah yeah you know yeah other than when my dash doesn't want to do what i want it to but (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) i'm glad you're enjoying that game i hope i hope
3: by the time i know i hope by the time the podcast comes around next week. I should be done with it. don't the way I'm not, but like, it's like
2: it's a four hour game. Like, what level are you on? What was the last thing you did? you You're, You're before. actually literally at the end.
3: <laughs> I thought someone. I I swear, Bobby or someone said there was eight chapters, but maybe I'm wrong. A... Did
2: he? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while since I played it. Um, I think so. That, that's everyone except my beloved Bob. Why did I say my beloved? Aww, that's so <laughs> sweet of you. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. What are you playing? Uh
4: yeah, so um a lot. <laughs> Especially 'cause I'm I'm obviously not on here as, as frequently, but uh I'll start with kind of what we've touched on a little bit, whether it was this week or in previous week's discussion. So uh The Last of Us Part Two. Um like they were mentioning earlier, I am on Seattle. Day two, the second half, Um, so I am still very early in the game, or I guess early in the game, Um, and my background on this, I've never played the the first game until, was it last year? No, it was, yeah, it was the beginning of last year, uh, before the show came out. And then I um and I was like, Oh, I'll play a second one, and then once the upgrade got out, so I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll just play it, you know, once uh once the upgrade comes out. So um I do think that the like The Last of Us One, honestly, like I was not expecting to like it as, as much as I did. Um, but I think it was more so the story than the combat. Um and what's interesting about the second one is that I don't, and again, I like, I've just, I know I've known for years how controversial this game is. And on top of that, I do know uh, at least one of the major spoilers that got leaked before the game even came out. Cause at the time I was like, well, I'm not getting a PlayStation anytime soon. Well, that was a stupid thought. I don't know why I spoiled that for myself, but <laughs> I digress. Um, but like I'm I'm having a great time with it and I'm actually surprised that like I I really do like the combat in this game. Um it is really, really good. I haven't even like gotten to everything yet, but just especially now in Seattle where you have these long, long sections of stealth. And you need to uh, really be tactical with everything or else you're in a gunfight with like 10 people. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to die. So it's like you really need to be, um, you know, thought provoking about what you're doing. And they give you more items and abilities to accomplish those goals. And then on top of that, they're like, oh, we're adding new enemy variety, both in human and zombie. And so that's been really, really impressive. The game looks amazing um and the story is probably the weakest part for me but i and again it's interesting cuz i am totally blind to this um but like i do feel like and and i remember this was talked about um i i do feel the like the just Hopelessness and like, kind of the the depressing, like cruelty and like almost how numb it's becoming. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's it's been a really interesting time so far. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um Hopefully, you know, I can make some good progress here. Um, you know, this week and 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 start wrapping it up. But yeah, I've nothing but great things to say about it. Um,
3: Side note, yeah, sorry to jump in, but uh, yeah, you good. It was the worst possible depressive game to come in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> so yeah I mean, right
4: that i'm came, sure
3: So it came two months into lockdown like people yeah. were on lockdown when that game came out and i'm not gonna sit here and say like the game has no flaws but i genuinely think it was a game like the game came out in a time where it was just like people were already depressed and sad yeah. and we had no idea what was happening and then this game drops like it was before it came out way too soon for people.
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it's like Absolutely. the absolute opposite of Animal Crossing coming out during yeah. the
3: pandemic. It's like, oh,
4: cool, I'm gonna just feel worse about myself. Yeah, 100%. That That's totally
2: fair. Um, yeah, I, I will say, you say the story's the weakest part. I am curious, it, it doesn't really pick up until day three. I think that's kind of sure. going to be the litmus test. And, and that's what
4: three. people keep saying, is like, yeah, you still have a lot to get through. And I totally understand that. And I also understand that, like I knew the major spoiler in the beginning of the game. So it's like that didn't have a chance to, I think hit as hard, but like, even in like, I only saw it out of context, right? So even in context, it still hit, but I I guess I'm just curious. Like, I kind of have ideas of where they're going, but I don't think I know like the extent of it. So it's like, okay, you know, where they? Yeah, I think where they're really going with this.
1: The ending of the game will make it or break it for you, I
2: think. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was I was on the other side. <laughs> yeah, me and Fusion are right. <laughs> okay. R- being right, th- it's a difference in opinion.
4: <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that that was that's um, been playing a lot of that. Uh, also, I've been playing a ton of Power World. Uh, I believe oh, I had Steam up earlier. I'll go check it while I'm talking. Um. I've put a lot of time into this game. Um, it's been, I am not a survival crafter person. I am obviously a Pokemon person, and somehow this is the game that get me to do survival crafters. And um, it's been an absolute blast. It is such a time sink for me, where it's like it's probably the first game I've played since Zelda, where it's like, four hours just went by so fast. And I'm just so constantly focused on, okay, well, I want to do this, but to do this, I have to go do that. And to do that, I have to go do that. And it's like you start, like, going through the, the weeds of all of these little tasks to get to your big next task. And then it you start right, you know, right on over again. And it's just incredible. And it's like, it's, it's a very, it's still a very simple game. Um, and I don't know there's just there's just a real a real beauty about that i've uh 45 hours in it um and i'm
3: that's a lot
4: yeah i mean it's 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 easily the most time i put into any game this year like no question um but it's been it's been a great time uh it's obviously like i i don't really think like the you know obviously they're they're taking inspiration from a lot of different games The legality of that is, you know, certainly to be questioned or even like the ethics and the, excuse me, morality of it. But we talked all about that.
2: (laughs) yeah right
4: i'm not yeah i'm not here to to bring that up but um you know it's obviously something that should at least be mentioned um but i still think at the end of the day it's really hard to make a good game no matter how much you're copying like it's hard to make a good game work and i will say my friends are really big survival crafters and even they to an extent were like this game is doing quality of life things that like even new survival crafter games are not doing they 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 missed in some areas, but they are doing a lot of good things. So, um, you know, I'll probably continue to play Power World until I, you know, complete the Pokédex and, and, and explore the whole map. I'm also playing it co-op, which helps, um, but also hurts because we're not all on the same schedule and everything. But that's been a lot of fun. It's a really addicting
2: um, game. I mean, like what you yeah. were saying, it's like, I don't like Survival Crafter games at all. Like, I hate Survival games, but like, that you put little cute animals in and I was like, hey, God, you know, maybe... I apologize. I, I was familiar with your game.
4: <laughs> yeah. And it, it really brings out what I love so much about legends, uh, Arceus and just like, I want to go catch, you know, multiple of these guys. I want to, you know, battle them in the wild and everything. Like, it's just, it really scratches that Pokemon itch for me in a way that, um, that I love so much. Um, that's been good. I'm going <laughs> to, Kind of sidetrack here into uh, some interesting ones that I totally forgot I, I'd played until a couple of minutes ago. But uh, part of Steam Next Fest was a bunch of demos for upcoming games. Uh, one of them being Pacific Drive, which comes out for PlayStation and PC, I want to say in like two weeks. Um, it's this. Yes, uh, it's the same. uh preview or it's the demo is the same content that like all the previews you've seen on it it's like the first little world um it's a really interesting concept for a game Uh, you know I like driving games I like uh roguelites but I like driving games more and having it to where the roguelite is kind of based around your car is such an interesting idea like that's your vehicle literally uh to get through the game and It's, it's not like, you know, you're always driving and it's also like that kind of first person where you have to manually turn the ignition and manually put it in the drive. You're not just getting in the car and going. Um, But it's, it's really, it's a really interesting idea. It's a cool setting. I think it's a you know, a serviceable story to, to make it seem believable. It gives off major, like, Stranger Things vibes. Um, but I was impressed with the demo. And also, it's funny, it has a very similar cycle where it's like, oh, well, to upgrade your car, you need to, like, uh, you know, harvest this many materials. Well, the only way to do that is to do these runs. So you got to do the runs, get the materials, and, you know, it, it, it kind of just snowballs from there. So uh, I was really impressed with Pacific Drive. I definitely will be playing that, um, you know, I will try and play as much as I can before Final Fantasy VII because I think it comes out like the week before. So um, that's been great. And then uh, Wolf, I I had brought this to your attention when I uh, saw it this week. There is a demo for a game called Star Trucker.
2: Yeah, and it this is, one is heinous. <laughs> this is this is
4: just an unbelievable game. It is literally like a eighteen uh, wheeler truck simulator, but in space. And it plays exactly like you think it would, where it's it's going more on the you know simulator side, where you you know there is no there is no like arcadiness to this. You are going, you are getting contracts with actual contracts that you sign and have to like read through for the fine print. Uh, you get your cargo, you drive it around. You're not trying to go over the speed limit. You're not trying to damage other things. Um, you have a bunch of. Uh, things on your car to manage and, and properly maintain. Uh, and then you just go and drop it off, make money and, and you know, try and do all the missions. So um, it's, if that's your kind of jam, it's my jam. I love it so much. I love space and I love these simulator games and I, and it controls well. I mean, that was, what was so impressive with me is it controls really well. Um, they do physics and space really, really well. So I um, I was, blown away by that, and it was one of those where, like, an hour went by way too fast, I was like, oh, I need to uninstall this. Like, this, kind of like, uh, you know, you guys with Final Fantasy 7, or at least Bench, where it's like, oh, I cannot be wasting time on this right now, like, I need to wait oh, for the full game. Uh, so, yeah, keep it on your radar, Wolf. Uh, uh, wait, you know, does tar- it
2: have a
5: release date?
4: No, so that's the thing, it, it, it only says 2020, 2020- oh, actually, I don't even know, right now it's only Steam, so that is also maybe an issue um but as of right now i think it's only confirmed for steam uh 2024 i could be wrong on that though so um double check me on that but no hard release date yet but i feel like the demo is like there so just steam? it's uh just steam it, that's what i think i got to oh, uh, i'll look it up real quick i think it is just steam uh
2: yeah that's that's a hard sell for yeah me it though. is and so is the well, Pacific you drive you have demo. a steam deck I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean I have the Steam Deck, but it's like a... I I mean that is a good Steam I Deck tro- game. I want I want trophies, you know.
4: <laughs> okay. Well <laughs> sure. Um yes, the Pacific Drive demo I should mention is only on Steam, but that the the full game is on PC and, and PlayStation. Um and yeah, Star Trucker is 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 Steam only. So um but it was it was great, great simulator game. Uh, and then now to, to end this all off, uh, I kind of jokingly, um, call myself the VR correspondent now in the, uh, the slice of gaming Discord, but I got a MetaQuest 3 shortly after, um, Christmas and New Year's, and I have just been diving into all of these different, uh, games, and I'm very impressed with VR. This is my first foray into VR, um, and I think the Quest does a great job of like it's wireless. I can connect it to my PC and actually stream like games at a great quality at no latency and no, you know, you know, any other complications wirelessly as well. So there's never a cord. It still is great quality if I want to be. I mean, the the actual uh, headset itself still Is amazing. Um, But, like, you know, stuff like Half Life Alex, which isn't technically on the MetaQuest, you can buy it on Steam. You can play with any VR compatible headset and you just load up like a desktop, um, a virtual desktop, and and you can play it on there. So um, it's totally compatible. I'm impressed with the hardware, uh, specifically with the games. Uh, Let me pull them up real quick. Uh, So far, I have not gone to Asgard's Wrath 2, but that is certainly very close on the list um it'll probably won't take priority over things like final fantasy 7 or dragon's dogma 2 but when the next time i can like really dedicate some time to like a long vr game that'll be it but right now i have played uh job simulator which is like the classic like oh, oh welcome lovely. to vr it's it like, awesome. like okay listen once the novelty wears off, that game is so basic, like just but like, dude,
2: it's so cool. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the
4: it's the cutest gimmick to like get into VR, 100%. Like it's very it's it's a very novelty. Like oh, I'm picking up like this you know donut in my office and eating it, and you know all the silly little things you can do with like uh, your your cubicle or your mechanic, uh, uh, chef like it's very cute and funny but i think it like after an hour i was like okay i get it like i don't need
2: to play any more of this i think i i understand um before before you get into the other games just real quick do you get like motion sick like how what are your sessions looking like how long can you play before getting like uncomfortable sure that i totally
4: fair question um i did notice a bit of motion sickness i think um Uh, Like after the first couple of days, not the first day, but like within the first week when I was, when I was playing it a little bit more, um, I did notice it, it does, there is a serious like, uh, transition period or like adjustment period where your brain has to kind of get used to it. But I think once your brain makes that connection, it doesn't really happen anymore after that, um, And I uh, honestly, too, a, a major problem I didn't think I'd have is just putting the headset on right. Like it is there is an art to finding what is actually comfortable, like because for the longest time I had the back part too high and it was putting all the weight on the front part and it was like well this doesn't seem right and then I started messing with the strap it's like oh wait I just have a big head and I need to move this and, and then the weight was distributed more evenly and, and that's the other thing too I think Meta does a really good job of keeping this thing lightweight and if you buy one of the straps with a battery pack on the back it then balances it a lot better and I really don't notice that I'm wearing one which is awesome a, um, but yes good question
1: I have another good question Sure. Lead, lead VR chat.
4: no Bad question. Uh, any
3: other bad questions? <laughs> I feel like you'd be ruining uh, the VR chat, man.
2: No the VR chat. VR no. chat's like uh, not the thing. It, it's like I feel like it's something you get into if you have friends, and but like you're not going into VR chat like by yourself. That was the I was making Wolf. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's
2: Wait. What? Just. What did I say? What? <laughs>
3: Oh,
2: nothing, dude. The, nothing. <laughs> I, will really I, that I got it's your joke. I
4: still... Just, yeah, whatever. We're moving on. Can we
1: kick him um, off?
2: Like, is that a chance? Yeah, I'll explain do? later.
4: So, um, to get to the other ones I've been playing, uh, I think the biggest surprise for me, a game I'd literally never heard of, granted, most of these games I feel like I hadn't heard of really until I started getting into the system, but definitely one I hadn't heard of. It's called Knock, and it was actually the MetaQuest like, Plus, like their subscription service, because they give it to you for free for six months. And it is literally Rocket League, but with a bow and arrow. And it is so much fun to, like, run around this little arena and, like, still be shooting a ball into a goal. But, like, because it's VR, it's, you know, with a bow and arrow. And you're, like, really pulling everything back. And and the angles and the physics are perfect. And it's so smooth. I was like, this is a great game. So I played a lot of that. So shout out, Knock. Um, and then... Uh, Pistol Whip, I think, was probably the most impressive game I've played so far. Um it essentially the pitch there is it's like Beat Saber and Super Hot had a baby. Because I feel like Beat Saber and Super Hot are like games that people know. And it's like if they had a baby. So basically you're going through these levels with like very uh, you know, big music and um, you know, like uh, you know, a lot of electronic music, but like very, you know. Pulse pounding music, and you're you're shooting uh, a bunch of enemies like on the beat, but they're all coming at you. You know they're all trying to kill you. So it's like kind of the shooting and the the enemy variety that like super hot has, plus like the music element of Beat Saber. And that game is fucking hard. Like that, I I was that was the first game where I was like, oh, I'm sweating. Like I have to take a second. This is kicking my ass. Like I am, you know, da- uh, like diving and weaving or was bobbing and weaving and um it was so much fun uh the campaign the campaigns on that game are so good um i will also put in like i played beat saber i like beat saber but um i think i have to mod it because there's a lot of music i don't recognize and i feel like that game is only you know like guitar hero it's only fun like when you recognize the music yeah (laughs) so i definitely got to do that um But then to to round it all out, my favorite game on the MetaQuest three so far is called Walkabout Mini Golf, and I'm
2: God. Everybody's golf fan, by the way, guys. I
4: I am. I'm a big. I'm a big golf Golf fan, fan, just in general. Um, but like. When I saw this game, I'm like, okay, you know, how good is the tracking in this, right? And especially, too, because, like, you know, with the with the PlayStation, uh, PSVR, and I think even, like, Valve, I forget how all the tracking works on all the different platforms, but, like, you know, sometimes you have that ring around the controller because it's for better tracking, or sometimes there's, like... I don't I don't want to say there's wires involved, but, like, it's never, or, oh, or, like, cameras, right? You need, like, cameras to pick up in your room, like, what it is. And with the MetaQuest 3, you just pick it up and play. So, I'm like, I don't know how good this tracking is going to be. And I actually golf, so I know how strong I, I have to, like, put these, you know, balls. And I was shocked at how precise, how... Um, how good the tracking is it's not janky it's not you know half ass it is so good that i really feel like i'm golfing or at least mini golfing um and what's great is it's mini golf and you're in vr so you have all of these great locations like you're in space you're in uh you know in like a, a classic like pirate town you're in the swiss alps you're in uh like a haunted mansion um, and then the later levels that I, cause I don't know when this game released, but they are doing a great job of updating it. So like, there's one based on like 20,000 leagues under the sea and around the world in 80 days and, uh, missed. And, uh, there's a meow wolf. If you guys know, um, like that really colorful kind of puzzle room, uh, museum exhibits, like they're kind of scattered around the country. They made like a, a mini golf course and it's awesome. And so that potential, and just being there and being immersed in it, it's like this is really fucking cool. So um, that's probably my favorite game. Uh, I also have been playing uh, To Wolf's Delight Power Wash Simulator because uh, the official <laughs> VR version is on MetaQuest. and I played the original. I played Power Wash Simulator when it came to Game Pass, and I played a couple levels, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Th- man, there is something about standing there and actually moving my hand like like (laughs)
2: you're really there it's like you're really
4: power washing and my friends are like why don't you just get a power wash power wash i'm like like, well first off i live in an apartment so what good is that gonna do me um but second (laughs) off it's like oh my god does it feel so good you're power
2: washing a ferris wheel you can't do that in real life
4: yeah it it was it was incredible so um yeah i'm i'm really impressed with vr um i will do my best to try and keep up now okay so i will say the other game i haven't gone to but i want to is assassin's creed nexus because i have heard great things about that um i am waiting for the classic ubisoft sale and maybe that's why eves gilman doesn't want to continue to invest because no one's buying it uh that was another news article that came out of that ubisoft presser so uh, like sorry <laughs> sorry eves that you're not going to continue to develop in vr but like i'm not paying 40 dollars for that because a lot of the vr games are like 20 30 bucks And, um, which is interesting, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, setting yourself up maybe for failure. And some of these games don't justify a $60 price tag. So I understand like Nexus probably does justify at least a $40 price tag. But, uh, knowing me, I I'm in no rush to play it so I can wait for it to go on sale. Um, so I haven't played that. And, um, I'm also not a big Resident Evil guy, so you're not going to hear any Resident Evil VR reviews from me. That's just not my cup of tea. Um, But any sort of game, any sort of major game that comes out in VR this year, I'll I'll do my best to try and uh, play it and and give you guys an opinion so we can have some more VR uh, content on, on here.
2: Well, we got a lot of VR content from you. I'm glad you're our correspondent out in the field gathering data doing the dirty Uh, work
4: baby
5: nope
2: (laughs) none of us are getting paid but that's what makes it fun that's how you know we're passionate about it and that's how you know that's the end of the show thank you guys uh moon get us out of here i'm awake don't worry get us out of here
0: (laughs) all right so i hope you guys enjoyed that long discussion about everything xbox everything vr surprisingly where did that come from and everything in between so hope you guys enjoyed and we'll be turning into the next episode where we hopefully have more information on that supposed nintendo direct and what just the hell is going on over at xbox so if you enjoyed make sure to leave a like comment subscribe follow on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on and be sure to check in on the next episode as well as our other shows such as slice of anime and our review shows such as food coma and until then have a good one say good night everyone
2: good night
1: DIMDOG! dog,
0: analog sticks are better.
1: D pad you know right. is Asim
0: never right.
5: Asim. Asim.